You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand the chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. Recorded live. Black Power, BB48, Maho Chuck. Vocal Street on the Ground Radio, Slaughterhouse Saturday. What it do out there tonight, family? Uh, you know what it says? It's your brother Born. We're going to get it in nice tonight. You get everything set up. Well, and uh, you know, tonight going to be a little off the cuff night tonight. We're going to do more like an open line, you feel me? We'll just get it into some uh, open conversation. We'll just get it in because we want we were wanting to clean everything up on this uh, history of Christianity, but due to uh, circumstances, you know, we were uh, we would be ill prepared to go ahead and outline it as well as we would like to today. Uh, due to several other uh, factors going on with this side of each of our own personal lives. So what we're going to do is we're going to hold off on that for next week. We're going to bring that on there, bring uh, bring y'all up to speed on that next Slaughterhouse Saturday. It's going to be the origin of Christianity. And we might just go ahead and throw Islam right on top of the rack with it. Might as well because they're so close together. But um, with that being said, let me open up my chat room and everything. Myself together in here. Let's see. Mm. Everything is out here to the to the family. Let's see here. Everything open up now. There's no tweet. Right, Paul, what's going on out there, Sunny? Peace, peace. What's going on? Peace, what's going on, brother Jared? How you doing? Chilling, chilling. Uh, we was we was going to clean up the rest of this Christianity, but due to some uh, due to a couple other things that was going on, you know, we. Um, we ain't able to put the timeline together quite right. You know, we have that 382 um, of the common era, but we have a, a couple things going on where uh, 
couple pieces of, of literature didn't come through when I was able to get the appropriate readings on uh, a couple of different uh couple of different things, you know, we wanna make sure that we got proper sources and everything cited right. We wasn't able to get them sources correct. So tonight right. so tonight, you know, you know when you when you don't do that man, you got to uh you know, you got to hold off because we don't wanna float. But I see um I see you out there. I see Brother Hey Wu out there. I see Sister Camille already out there. So, you know, we're just going to get it in tonight, man. What's going, what's going on with you, though, Brother James, man? You know, you got cool some different things that you're yeah, working yeah, on, man. Yeah, chilling, you know what I mean? I got uh, a couple of books. You know, you're talking about Christianity. A couple of books came in the mail um, earlier this week pertaining to uh, the Khazars. Uh, the Jews and you know they the Khazarian uh, origin and uh, how they not you know um, you know tied in with the Jews of the Bible. Um, I know they got the Thirteenth Tribe, but it was it was a book called The Matrix of Gog. And um, I just I didn't read the book yet, but I just was um, kind of browsing through that. You know, I got I'm waiting on uh, this book to come in the mail. About the um, slave patrols too. Slave patrols that have finished my PowerPoint with um, you know, breaking the whole thing down with the uh, police enforcement, the police officers, and uh, how they've been tied in with the uh, slave patrols, and how the um, the Second Amendment. You know, you know this this whole thing that uh, given the um, Citizens of America or, or white America, why they got the NRA and all these different organizations protecting their Second Amendment right. You know, many people aren't aware that, you know, um, when the uh, amendment was being ratified, there was a conflict as to, um, you know, uh, the document. You know, um, they were speaking on a national context of the, the Second Amendment right. And um, they wanted to, uh, people like, um, what's that cracking name that, that said, give me liberty or give me death? Give me liberty or give me death? Patrick. Uh, Patrick, uh, Patrick Henry. Henry. Yeah, I think it was Patrick Henry. Patrick Henry and uh, others, they was arguing um, that it's just a state because they need to um, have these slave patrols. And that, you know, one of the number one threats of national security at that time was um insurrection, slave insurrection. So they had to re they had to re um reword the Second Amendment to saying um for um all citizens, you know, I forget exactly what the uh what it's I would have to look at the document again, but you know, um they, they changed it from uh nation to state because they want each state to have you know, uh, jurisdiction over the right to bear arms, you know, um, to monitor the slave patrols. So that was a key issue um, when it was ratifying the Second Amendment. And um, you see that the, um, because, you know, many people are aware that the slave patrols, slave patrols, everybody was commissioned at a point in their life. All the males was commissioned between the ages of, I think 18 and 40 or something like that, you know, to, um, 
you know, do at least a year, you know, doing a slave patrol. And, uh, you know, I'm going to tie that into, you know, you know, this kind of like uh, militant organization of vigilante at the same time. It's kind of like, you know, obviously terroristic, but, you know, uh, to the point that, you know, you're making a, a correlation into exactly why they was defending uh, Zimmerman. You know, say, you know, cause he was saying, like, you know, each each citizen had to, uh, you know, um, it wasn't like it was like a police force because this was before the police force. So they had, you know, um, all the males, you know, at a point in time in their life, uh, you know, uh, participate in um, these, uh, you know, monitoring the slaves. I mean, it's really a military occupation or, or military police state. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, you know, I found that to be very interesting, you know, uh, re- reading over that. And um, so, you know, it's a book that was commonly quoted from the articles I was reading on that. So I'm just waiting for that book to come in the mail, um, you know, uh, you know, to tie all that in together. You know what I'm saying? Because you, you see this uh, outright support for uh, Zimmerman, you know, um, so you know, it's, it's it's based off of a tradition, you know, of you know them feeling as though they are only comfortable when you know uh, they they feel as though they need to be protected and by the police force and by you know um, you know what they call it town watch and all these different things that they got now, you know, um, because ultimately you know we see that you know their ultimate fear is. Um, when blacks wake up, it's like it's sort of like a superiority complex or a person that's in power that's afraid of losing power. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, when you think about it, like, you know, they're in power, but it's always in the back of their mind that this could go at any time. This is why they react the way they act and respond so aggressively and, and do the outright things to the point it's almost psychopathic how they operate. Uh, it ain't almost psychopathic. You might well go ahead and push that viper over in there. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, you know what I mean? It's like, you know, uh, they double talk, you know what I'm saying? It's almost to the point where, you know, um, they yeah. they want to believe their own lie. Yeah, listen, yo, man, I'm telling you, they best, the best example of a psychopathic double speak is Planned Parenthood. The place that kills millions of motherfucking black babies a, a year. Planned Parenthood. How the fuck is Planned Parenthood? What did what do aborting children have to do with Planned Parenthood? That's that don't even seem like that go together. It don't seem like you could ever go to a place that talks about planning out Parenthood and they and they, and that's where you would that's where you would terminate it. Right, right. So they, 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 it's like it's almost to the point where I always use the analogy of it's just like one cracker got you in the corner, punching, punching you in the face. Why is this liberal cracker standing right beside you? Like he's not punching you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He wants you to believe that shit. <laughs> yeah. He, he's going to that, that liberal cracker sit right there saying that you're not being punched. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And when you say something about it, you're complaining. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that wasn't even that hard. It wasn't even that hard. It'd be like this. 
know, they see you getting hit, but they be like, man, that wasn't even that hard. You can bust that off. <laughs> that wasn't even that hard, man. Come on. Now, I know you can take that. Yeah, I know you can take that. You know what I'm saying? Because they want you to be spit on, beat. You know what I'm saying? Shot down. You know you can take that. You can't. Come on, you can brush that off. And they tell and they tell us that, and we can brush that off. You can brush that ass whooping off, man. It ain't nothing. You're like what? You can brush them shootings off. It ain't nothing, man. And, and we fell into that psychological trap. You know what I'm saying? A tour of psychosis of believing that our depth is what is proper. That you know what I mean? That we warrant depth. We start to believe that we warrant depth. That's why you can hear the term, y'all, I'm going to you, you know what I'm saying, that, like, you can easily say kill and niggas together. Mm-hmm. And I think that's um, the other part of the psychosis regarding us. I, I think that the other part of it is them knowing the severe, no, that was, I don't even want, the extreme severity of the brutality that they released upon our people for hundreds of years. Mm-hmm. See, I think that's the other shit that's in the back of every cracker beast mind mm-hmm. in, in this soil, and in and, and Europe as well, but more so here because another thing that they write about is the reasons for the revolution. You got a brother by the name of Gerald Horn um, who, um, I forgot what his, his master's is in, um, I think, uh, Soviet history, but don't don't quote me on that. But oh. there's a book called Counter Revolution where he shows that the revolution wasn't based about uh, taxation without representation and all that bullshit. It was about the cracker beast over here disagreeing with his cracker beast mama across the waters about ending chattel slavery as it was known over here. And Dr. John G. Jackson in his Ages of Gold and Silver, that was the first time I heard that concept. He had um, spoke on it, but in general, alluding to that being what caused or being the catalyst for what we were taught was the Revolutionary War, 1776 and all this other bullshit. The crackers over here did not want to end our bondage, our brutal bondage when the Cracker Beast overseas wanted to because they also saw how they was making that cake over here like that. Mm-hmm. Much more severe with it. So yeah. the robber was like, nah, fuck this. All of a sudden I found morality. Still doing it on the low, but not to the extreme that was happening here in the Caribbean and in South America with the colonies that they had in those places. So, you know, that's that bullshit. Now, you know why they had to find, see, because, see, they started to see the numbers problem. They started to see the numbers problem over here and was like, yo, we got to find we got to find a moral avenue. You know what I'm saying? We got we to gotta straighten ourselves up and try to get a, a certain type of moral outlook on this situation. So once they do wake up, they'll be feeling our moral pain. They'll feel like we, we, was, we was just as hurt by this as you are. You know, and that's the type of psychology we done came up to because right now you you can talk to a white person on the street and they and they act like they was they was victimized as much as we were because their parents enacted uh you know 
slave trade on us. They victims of it now. They victims of reverse racism now. They and that's the type of this. This is where you know you're dealing with crazy people when anytime you get an inkling of dealing with any uh, uh, a chance to break free, that they all of a sudden play the victim. That's that passive aggressive bullshit. A shame. And, and Brother James is also right about the cracker beef level because that is my issue with Amy Goodman from Democracy Now. And it really disturbed me with the recent story that um, I read about the what they call the black site, this warehouse in Chicago at Home Square where since the 90s they've been uh, taking our people there, uh, you might as well say kidnapping, beating on, torturing, and that two motherfucking uh, police that come out of there were involved in severe torture brutality in Guantanamo Bay. And what disturbed me is that this story is coming out now because two crackers in 2012 protested NATO was taken there and was held in chains, shackled, ankles and all that shit to a bit wasn't allowed to speak to a lawyer, one eighteen hours, one twenty-four almost twenty-four hours. <clears throat> and the Guardian got this story based upon getting the name of one of the Cracker Beast cops that was involved in the brutality of this arrow who was bring um who has a book coming out based upon his being tortured in Guantanamo Bay and he's still there. Somehow he was able to notes out of some shit so a book's supposed to be coming out about it. But my problem with Amy Goodman, and, and, and this is an example of what the brother was saying, is that it doesn't hit her that this has been going on. She mentions that this has been here since the 90s, but since the 90s, black people have been catching hell. How many black people are in prison because of this place, this torture place? That's still fucking going on. And that's a crack of liberal. And you're only reporting this because of it happening to two white people. But this shit did happen to us. Well, you got to send me that. I need, I need to see that article. Yes. Yeah, I brought it up on the show, the last show, the show you wasn't on, with uh, um, dealing with Hotel Pro, because it was me trying to do a little research on that that I came across this by accident. And, you know, I, I fuck with, well, I know I'm aware of Dr. Democracy now because of me listening to the underground or the community radio out here, WBAI. I first started listening to it because they had an underground hip-hop show. And then I found out about Retreat for Me and that they would have Dr. Ben on there and them type of people. So I would listen to her show. I would see the show. Boom. But the reality is that I can never fuck with it hard because it's that liberal it's that bullshit integration shit where the cracker beast is always on top. They put that facade of being a liberal, but deep down inside, you're still down with white supremacy. Regardless, and I say that to Amy Goodman, even though she was on Gil Noble's show like it is, at least twice. Well, you know, you always hold the line. So, what can we say? 
Listen, I wanna say this I wanna give this out to people though real quick. There's um you can get this book, Ancient Egypt by George Rollinson, right? For seven dollars and sixty one cents. Now listen, it's um it's it's gonna be a worthwhile buy. Also, I just wanna put this in, you know, if you don't really have the money for the normal, for the regular book. And some of these books that you just you just won't be able to find. But they got a publisher called uh, Quantro Classic Books. Q O N T R O. And um, you can you can get a lot of out of print books, reprint uh, through that company right there. But yeah, uh, let's see what let's see what else going on. Brother Rahe Ru, what's going on, family? Like like Power Family on the freeway, you know what I mean? Heading to the floor fam, shit and dig. You know what I mean? Tuning in to y'all black tacticness, you know what I mean? But it's all raw fam. Just I'm gonna just say black with me, y'all. You know, like Power. Black Power on oh, this level, living on the line. Good, fam. Okay, so, you know, what's going on, T? Not a damn thing. Yeah, what you got? Uh huh. Good on your end. Um, you know, tonight, you know, we got the lines open tonight. You know what I mean, for the people, you know, we got the lines open. We, you know, we was going to. Cleaning up the rest of that Christianity, but we had a couple of things go on, so we really ain't had a timeline correct to be able to clean it up properly and do do it how we want it. Uh, you know, make sure that it's clean. Uh, so uh, we know where we at. We at three eighty. We ain't really found no Hebrews yet. You know, we found people who who they said was once upon a time supposed to be now. We really ain't found them. So, uh, a lot of things coming up under hard scrutiny. We're wondering, you know, we wonder exactly who is who and what's what. It's an issue with cats that choose to believe in something. They can't let it go. They really, really believe that shit. Oh, man. There was a time that I wanted to ask them about a papal... That though, family, you know, we just uh relaxing, man. Uh, hopefully, hopefully, we better have uh some some good conversation, man. Just a little open line, man. If not, we want 
Um, you know, we won't bring anything to the table, see what people got going on. We'll be coming back in Tuesday with some nice things going on. But definitely be the clean of the rest of this Christianity next uh, next week. Next Tuesday, we'll be able to clean the rest of it up. Besides that, we, we study uh, and trench just some more studies, man. Just the battle zone out here. Today is uh, it's a praise that turn of glory to God. We're going to listen to Dr. Khalid Abdul Muhammad Day. Uh, it's the last, last day of February, so you know. Negroes can go back to not saying nothing about African history for the rest of the year. They get the rest of the year off. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you, I'm saying wow though about about uh about this month. I don't know, if, you know, I don't know who on the line might got children or not or whatever have you, right? But you know, they give the children a week out of school during February here in Connecticut. Bug me right out. I said, damn, why would they give them a week out? Like they just get to like what they call the winter vacation or whatever, you know, during January. And, you know, beginning of January, maybe coming off of that, what they call like Christmas, New Year's break. Then the next month, they give them a whole another week out in the middle of uh, Black History Month. Then in, like, uh, in April, they're going to have another, you know, it might be the end of March. No, no, it's April. They're going to have another week out for spring break. So I was like, why would they throw that weekend? And they say that it's a teacher's work week. That's what they uh, listed as right now. It's a teacher's work week, but there ain't no students going. So I said, ain't that an ingenious way to make sure because uh, to make sure that you don't have a chance to teach anything about uh, African people in no type of uh, positive light? Because while they do that, also during one of the weeks, they also spend most of the majority of the week Talking about Chinese New Year. Then ain't this some slick white man shit here? Hmm. Let's see, that go to the that go to the monastery of, of the white man. That's a that's a game that we play right there. They're taking uh man, what's going on, my? And then that not working. Hold on, my internet's not working. But uh, that's the slick shit that he's doing right now. They'll play that game right there and make sure that, you know, even though they relegated it to a certain month, they'll also take that, take that time to take the whole week out of that month and make sure that, look, man, we won't have you in here even looking like, acting like that's what you want. Because you want to know something about black people this month. I don't know. Do that, do that go on with y'all at? I don't know where y'all at. They get, y'all, they get them kids extra week out too? Now you say for spring break and for... uh. Easter, you saying? Yeah, like right now, just last week, right, the kids had a whole week out of school. Just last week. 
Like, they've been doing this for a little while. Just in the middle of February, they get the kids a whole week out of school. Now, what what is it for? <laughs> they saying it's a teacher work week. Oh, okay. It's just like, we just ain't going to let them be in school. We're, we're not going to go through the trouble of teaching them that stuff. Because like mm-hmm. I said, for one of the weeks, they also do, like, the Chinese New Year. They go into all the culture about the Chinese New Year. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, that happens to you. Um, yeah, I was hitting you with the two stories I was telling you about, about the black um, site, what they call the black site. That's the CIA name for their little shop that they set up in other countries where they, you know, torturing and getting information out of motherfuckers. Well, apparently... The cops are doing the same thing here, and they got a spot in Chicago called Holman's Green. So that's why I couldn't answer you because I was sending you that on Facebook. Mm. I I tagged you for both of those articles. But, yes, that is the case. But here it was like two weeks ago. All right. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know what? It was two weeks ago because when I went to school last week, it was two weeks ago. I, I, I just kind of threw me off. I had to make sure I had to look at the calendar twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how I was like, yo, I'm like, yo, what, what are you doing? I'm like, what, what's I doing? You know, he like, he like, yo, school is out for a week. I'm like, what? Again? And then I remember that this has been happening for a little while. And just like, all right. Now, I, there's something wrong with this. There's never, this has never been... I can, can never recollect anything like that when I was growing up. They took another week out right after because, like I said, this, this is right after this January just ended. You just had all the way off to like the third. You know what I'm saying? Easy because it was the Christmas with the Christmas break. So why is it the next month come up you need another week off for what? You know, we, but you know, and I'm saying. If you think that you're going to get a proper education at the school, you know what I mean? And I'm not saying that you are, but if you're going to get, a, if, if we're going to just go by by how it seems, why give those students a whole other week off unless you don't want them to learn anything? You're trying to make sure you, you shorten up that time. Well, it's true because they stop um, making you have to give back snow days. And that's like that for a hot minute now, all right? When I just, if you miss the snow day, they took one of them days from you. They started doing that, taking the day back. Yeah, like you, if you had days out for snow, you couldn't, like, yeah, the days that was a vacation day or the days that was extra at the end of the year, they'd take them back, screen break or whatever. Them days would get eaten up for the days that y'all had snow. They don't do that. Oh, they don't do that there no more? No, it's just stop. Don't ask me what. It was like, yo, when we out, we out. We ain't going to be changing this around. Uh, I don't like when they change that. Please. Can y'all hear me? Black oh. Power. Hello? Black Power. Black Power. 
Uh, I know I don't want to talk much, but uh, I, I think I should share this, um, especially to you, Born. This is, okay, around here where we live, like, um, like, um, Born, I'm, like, today I found out that, you know, the complex is, um, down by, um, Munson, right? You know, so they making them to, like, luxury buildings and stuff for Yale. I mean, well, not for Yale, but anyway. So I found out, like this, this is the news that I found today that they're gonna try. They 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 want they want to move the um, people that's living o- over there by Whitney Avenue to there because you know the cost of living for them is too high and they they fear for their life. Like they feel like they 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 can't. Uh, they don't know. I mean, they don't find they can't find a place that they feel safe. So they're trying to make those complex for them. So that that you know they can move in, and it's like Yale professors and you know people that works around here and stuff that lives in that area and stuff like that. And so what? And another thing, what else they're gonna do once once they agree to move to those um to that place where my sister lives um once and up the street, they're gonna move all those people. They're gonna move all those people that's on that street right there. Um, out you know. And I remember, and I thought about that movie with um about Marvin Van Peebles and Vesta when they try to make that um what's that that railroad right there and how they had how they how they they um was fighting back for that and so my sister told me that oh well if they uh, offer me the right money because she gonna take it because when she because she owned a house there so when she bought it she already knew that they're gonna do something like that so. She's just looking for the best, you know, for a good offer. And then I thought about it. I said, you know, you know, looking at those, I said, now, do you remember that movie that we, you know, with Marvin and people and what they fighting back and everything? And, um, you know, I, I also was thinking about what, um, what nearly, um, Fuller, what nearly, um, fully said about the four, um, about the four, um, what's that, the, um, like white power yeah. I mean, I got it. I wrote it down. Here we go. The white code. And that was one of the white codes that they had down. It was um, racial dislocation. That's what he said. And he said, keep them moving. If you want to build a house, I mean, if, if you want to move someplace and you want to buy, build a house for your family else and everything, they will build a highway in the middle of that shit just so that you won't, you know, build your shit there, and that's what they're doing. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, this is some bullshit right here. And eventually, this whole area is going to be nothing but yell because they want to move everybody out. And then we also was talking about, you know, over there in the hill where um where career school at, and um, she's like, um, she said she started talking about that. And uh, I know um Born also told me because she was the victim of that. They moved those people on that side, and they halfway, you know, constructed. And they moved the people out, but they, they didn't really finish the job in that area. So that's what they do to us. They just move us the fuck out. They don't even give a fuck, you know, where you going, but you moving the fuck out. We, we don't care what you say. So they move. They started to move everybody. It's like it's about to be shifted. This whole shit is about to be shifted. So I was like, there's some bullshit right here. And so, you know... <laughs> I'm just looking. I'm, I'm looking around, and then, but it's everywhere. Even my brother, he lives in Miami. He's he about to come back here because 
you know, he has two, you know, he got, he just got married and he, he has a baby, he has a baby and another baby on the way. And so daycare there for him is like $700. So with another child coming, I was 14. And so, you know, you know, it's everywhere we is stuck. We fucking stuck. And it's like, oh my God, I cannot believe that all this shit is, but I, well, I can't believe, like, you know, it just pisses me off. And so now he's gone, he, now he's back here, coming here. But it's like, damn, it's too cold here. It's it's snow, so it's like, I don't know, y'all. It, it's, I don't know. We, we got, I don't know. It, it, it's bugged out. It's bugged out. But that, that's why I had to say, and, uh, you know, I've been listening to y'all. I mean, but, I mean, not but, but it's, it's some real shit going on. Some real shit. And then also my sister just had a baby, and she said, like, the whole delivery thing is is different. Like they don't put like what's that that brown stuff on the navel? They just had the navel dry out now. They 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 do that differently, and um they do something else. Like how we gave birth back in the day since my children was born and since since my her 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 was born, it's totally different how they they operate. So I said, but well, why the hell they start doing this shit differently? And it's something else that she said that they um, that they do differently when they give birth. Like um, okay um, okay, it's something else that she said that they did differently. Excuse me. Hello. Hello. Oh no, I uh, I I didn't know. Okay, I just hear a little. So it's something else that she said that they had that they had done. Definitely, like, oh, oh my God, it, I know I'm going to remember, but um, I can't remember right now, but I was like, but why the hell did they start doing this shit from the beginning? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know how, ba- like, you know how our babies need to, um, they said um, to lay our babies on their bellies, but now they tell all the mothers to lay their babies on their back due to, um, like, they can't, like, they they're not gonna be able to like if they was to choke or anything that they're gonna die or like basically like something like crib death or whatever. But that's another thing what they telling you know the, the 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 black one you know the black well the people that's having babies and stuff like that. And another thing I'm like you you know our people you know our people is not like um this white girl had told my sister something about witch hazel and stuff and um. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just had something to say, but you know. Anyway, I don't want to say it short. You know, my you know, they, my my sister is listening to white people, and I'm like, you know, we have the answers. You know, we have the answers in the book, and that's what I have to say. My power to that, yo. <laughs> that's true about um. Neonatal now, um, babies are placed on their back because, uh, according to the beast, um, you're not just according to the beast, but, I, but you know that that's who is doing the data collection or in charge of it anyway. Um, that sudden infant death was occurring, or that they believe that that's um, one of the uh, factors at the neonatal, uh, neonatal stage. So that's actually one of the reasons, uh, well, their reasoning for why babies are now quick. Hold on. Somebody. 
my phone making that noise? Go ahead. Why is this giving me a pause now? And it's true, too. They do put a better don on the biblical cord and let it dry out. Uh, they don't do that no more. Uh, they say to put alcohol. They put alcohol on their own, nigga. Well, and that's it. They 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 they, they, they stopped doing that. What's that? That fat down you say? That brown stuff? What's that brown stuff called? The brown stuff is called better down. Better down. Okay. Out now is what I'm saying. You know, they, they do. Say that again. They do let it dry out. Yeah, yeah. They just said um, put alcohol to it and then just dry out. Oh, no, no, no. Matter of fact, matter of fact, no, no. We used to put alcohol, but they said no, just let it dry out. That's what. Like after they, you know how when they born and they put that on the bed down out there, and then when they come when we come home, we used to put the alcohol out there, but uh, now they said just let it dry and, and it falls out off and stuff. Mm-hmm. But that's what we used to do. That's true. They they still you know well all like you know little experience that I got on that. Um, like I said, they do put better dine on it, but they let it dry out and fall off. Right, so they don't do that no more at all. But you but know, they, yeah, they they have their so-called reasoning um, for it to keep the area dry to prevent um, moisture leads to infection, those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. But that you know, that's their uh, how can I say their rationale? Mm-hmm. That's the rationale for it. But you dead on with that. That's real. Right, right. But, um, you know, I'm going to let y'all talk on because I just had to share that because I just, like, I hear y'all talking about, um, you know, what, what the um, white people are doing. So I had to add on to that and stuff. So, but y'all can continue on. Y'all can continue on. <laughs> I'm going to be quiet. <laughs> I'm definitely engaged. It's just good to get another sister. Word. Watch out. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot, of, a lot of different things going on up here in this, in this wild city over here. You know, they they form the same game in everybody's city. They are, you know, the cost of living is going up for everybody. So what they what they call gentrification is a, is a reality. It's a, it's not just something that they talked about on Boys in the Hood and the Boys in the Hood skit. It's a reality that in Boys in the Hood, they were telling us something that to be seen there, and, and is uh the is just the total reality right now. They don't want us in the city. They want us uh, in a situation where it's uh, do or die. So um, they're getting in their little hubs. They're pulling themselves into into these cities, into these major cities, pushing us out into the suburbs. Uh, into a situation where you'll be out somewhere where they'll easily be able to just kick and plus you right on and off. And so don't be and and don't be um so so willing to want to stay around white folks. If you see them holding up somewhere, don't be so busy wanting to stay around them anyway. I don't trust. I, I listen. I don't trust the white man by far. He kill it. He kill his own. He kill everybody. He don't have no, you know. He practiced. He practiced uh, racism, white supremacy. Yeah, he practiced that shit with trust. He kills all. He's indiscriminate with the sword. 
He has no discrimination with that. He has no, you know, he, he has no, not at all does he look at us and say, well, look, you know, I'm not going to kill white folks because they, they in my way, I ain't going to kill them. He might negotiate with them quicker, but he trusts me, he going to kill them. So that's the thing that I say about worry about them, about this, about what's going on, they gentrification. Yeah, they got, it's, it's getting too expensive for white folks, and they don't want to come live in a neighborhood with black people. They're not trying to do that. They're like, man, I don't want to come and live in a neighborhood with them there. Get them out of here. Get them out of here. Then build us some new white shit. Then we'll think about coming in there. But besides that, we not. See, America banking on America got all these colleges, right? They banking on these college systems. These college systems keep America afloat. That money flowing through them college systems, now. I'm telling you, trust. That right there keep America going in a lot of different areas. Because you got thousands of colleges across America. That money flowing. You got all these foreigners coming in, bringing in their foreign money. They have thousands of dollars to come get this American education. Now, listen, they're not trying to let that, they not trying to let that go now. One thing that they can bank on is that people won't want to come get this American education. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was, um, now, you know, they're going to do it to everybody. Um, there's this cracker beast named Margaret Atwood who was in the inner circle of the Republican Party, and she did this book called The Handmaid's Tale. It's fictional, but there was some realism in there in terms of but I feel that uh, the cracker beast who never got over slavery ending had envisioned for us, but the thesis of the book was what the cracker beast had envisioned for poor white crack. It's a sick, twisted, damn thing. And I suggest everybody, and it was a film. They made it into a film. Um, and I suggest everybody see if they can. You can't get the book, definitely see the film, so you can get some sense of what may be their uh, vision for the future. Hold on, go ahead, say the name again. The Handmaid's Tale. Um, I had to read that in class back in the day, and uh, it should rock me. It's a deep thing. And then, you know, I read it as an adult again, and, and like I said, I would suggest everybody take it, particularly because she was in the inner circle of the political uh, uh, Republican uh, Party. And we all know it's one part. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. that's the ideology of that 1%. She was in there with the 1%. I was twisted, Brother Bourne. The Handmaid's Tale. I'm not to check that out. You said it's a movie also? Well, yeah, the movie come out. The movie came out. Did it come out before the 90s? Uh, early 90s. Early mid-90s. Uh-huh. All right. I might be able to get that on YouTube or something like that or maybe Amazon or something. Let's see if I can watch that for free. The Handmaid's Tale. Now, because, you know, and, and you're saying that, I know he got I know he got wickedness in store for his own 
is all quote unquote careful. He's no he's no protector of those type of things. You know what I'm saying? Not at all. But besides that, besides that going, okay. see what else we got going on. Waiting on my waiting on my book right now. Um, but the dog, while I'm waiting to get my book, I seen him. I seen him with a whole slew of them. Went from my getting in this, in this direction. Yeah, I think uh, you probably can find that on YouTube. I see uh, Handmaid's Tale. I think they got it on YouTube. It's in parts, I think. I don't. That's they just showing the trailer. Shocking thing about what was in the book, but it also was displayed in the film. We're nowhere around because for those of us that are left that wasn't killed, uh, we're in nuclear power plants, clean, help cleaning up the waste, be die, dying that way. You know, uh, the poor white trash are human concubines for the one percent wealthy elite who turn them with the Christianity. You know. They got to wear red dresses, and um, when the the person in charge, each poor cracker be go to a governor's house, the handmaid. They they groom they groom them, and um, nothing is valuable on this poor cracker beast woman body but the womb. You know, if you try to escape that type of shit, they cut your hand off, your your leg, that type of shit, cut your ear, you know, that kind of shit. And you're forced into this indoctrination of Christianity to make you accept being a slave slash concubine because you poor white trash, you know what I'm saying? And so when the governor, that's the name of the motherfucking charge of your neighborhood, for lack of a better word, you can't walk through there without having a cast, this checkpoint, you know, there's no cash, all like card type shit. And when the governor's having sex with the poor white trash handmaid, she can't have no emotion. She's in between. Her head is at in between the legs 
of his cracker beef wife who pretends that he's actually having sex with her. Now, on the side, these quote-unquote religious Christians, because what happened is they're supposed to declare war. The Christian militias declare war, and people are trying to escape, and this white couple is trying to cross the border to Canada. When it, her, she gets shot, her husband gets shot, she comes from she don't know where her daughter at, she assumes her husband's dead. Well, the motherfucking cracking beast changes from the United States to the Republic of Galilee. That's the name of the country. Religious circle people take over for that. And so, like I said, the twist is the shit, the shit is sick, and they do show that in the film. And it don't end well for the cracker beast, poor bitch, trying to get his daughter back and all of that. But like I said, the interesting thing is that we're nowhere in there. So that lets you know. You know, they're looking for extension for our people. At least some of them motherfuckers are. Sorry for rattling out my back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, go ahead. <laughs> um, you know, the Warriors Conference was today in Tampa, Florida. The spirit of the, of the ancestors was rocking out down there. You know, it went hard. We had uh, uh, Baba Baruti was there. Um, Griff, Irritated Genie, the General, uh, United Fronts performed down there. Uh, Lone Star RBGs was down there performing. But, you know, definitely that was a powerful uh, show there. Also, news that just came out, the city of Cleveland uh, said that, listen, they done um, checked the investigation about the young boy from Mayor Rice, who was 12, who got shot. They said that he got shot due to his own negligence. Monique must got some integrity. She said, what you call it, offered her the, the part to play cookie inside the empire. She said, you turn it down, huh? She turned it down. Now, now, who, who, which one of that? That's the one that played in um, uh, the movie. Uh, what's the name of that movie? Yeah, what's the name of that movie? That one, the Oscar. Uh, what? Uh, Pressure? Yeah. Yeah, Monique. Oh, no, no, no. This is how it went. They said she, he offered a role, sent her the script and everything. And then the uh, Fox people say, nah, we ain't fucking with her because she's too difficult. Now, now, who are they talking about, though? Monique. Oh, okay. Hmm. So what you think they mean by that? Uh-huh. What did you say? Say that again? I said, what you think they meant by that? You know, too difficult. Oh, too too difficult. Now, she's saying it stemmed from the fact that she wanted to get paid when they were trying to make her go promote the film for free at the Cannes Festival. You know what I'm saying? Said, uh, uh, 
just said there were demands that were made from her on the precious campaign that everyone knows about that hurt her. And I guess it was difficult, you know, I don't know, you know, Monique is a comedian. So, you know, comedians usually, they're not the same as just regular actors. They normally get the acting, they they the little acting role because of how comedically funny they are. But they normally are groomed and being Hollywood. So, you know, she probably was uncouth with being Hollywood, not saying the right things. Uh, you know, she ain't doing the right. She, you know, she was. She probably ain't do the right. Do the right person. That's what I'm gonna say. She probably ain't want to do the right person, and she ended up being labeled difficult. So that's basically how I'm running Hollywood. You know, um, I've 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 seen stories of uh, quote unquote entertainers going. Uh, you know going as far as for the movie Muhammad Ali, Will Smith was like, he went where it's supposed to rain in Africa. He wouldn't even let, he made them jokers pump in Avion water. Made them pump that like rain. So, you know, that's how sick they be going. You feel me? So for, you know, uh, and they they ain't hollering about Will Smith difficult. So that that'd be some difficult shit, nigga. What you mean? You don't want the rain to hit you. We gotta go pump in gallons of avion water, nigga. What are you talking about? Will's crazy. But so you know, it had to be something more it had to be something more deep deeper than that, brother James. What'd you think? Yeah, yeah, I, think I, yeah I mean Yeah, 'cause I remember uh, for that minute that minute black, uh you know, for that, I think the third installation of that, he had this big-ass trailer. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like a long-ass trailer. Like, that shit. Oh, you got the whole block. I've seen that shit. I've seen that shit on TMZ. It ain't had, like, a two-story trailer, man. This nigga shit was huge. It had an indoor basketball court in that shit. <laughs> what was son? Yeah, you talking about a motherfucker that's difficult. And, uh, yeah, I, don't think think, I don't even think Will Smith won an Oscar. He didn't win an Oscar yet, did he? Not that I know of. Shit. He know how to win at the box office. They ain't worried about Oscar. They worry about selling tickets. Right. So we got to right. change that, too, yo. We got to call that what it is. You can't get life to that dad crack a little uh, ghost statue. He not even get a guitar. Yeah, he can't get none of that. Right, right. Yeah, he, you know, he ain't getting get no piece of it, though. He, like you said, he he an action figure. He like Arnold Schwarzenegger. I mean, they don't sell, they don't get Oscars, they sell tickets. Bruce Willis don't get no Oscar. he sell tickets. Yeah, but he a crack-up pet, so they're going to treat him, you know, differently. And if he do what Master tell him, he gonna stroke him like a good dog, you know, make him feel good and all that other weirdo gay shit that yeah. they into. Well, Smith got good crossover appeal. You know what I'm saying? He what LL Cool J couldn't be. You know what I mean? So Will got that good crossover appeal. He he appealed to people a little older than us. You know what I'm saying? Who gonna come out and go? And plus, because of his music. He appealed to people who not really, they, he appealed to the people who was, uh, you know, the college student who liked rap and shit like that. 
you know what I mean, who wasn't really street. He is still a rapper. So he appeals to a certain type of genre, and he cross over easy to white folks. So white folks don't mind seeing Will in the action hero role. Laws at the end of the day, he's saving white people. We don't mind. What, what made Will Smith what he is, though? He had to sell himself out to go be a role, to go play a role, excuse me, on a show that is about a bunch of fucking rich mulattoes where he's supposed to represent us coming from nothing, living in uh, Bel Air and shit, a.k.a. fucking uh, rich family Crackerville and shit. And he on there lounging and chilling and shit, watching them. We watching them whitewash him, and we sitting there liking that shit, watching that shit, wishing that that was us and shit. Come on, man. That's bullshit. The movies didn't make him who he is. Selling Out made him who he is. Uh, I'm saying, I, ain't, I ain't saying that. I'm just saying that he had a, 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 a appeal through, through him making that, the little music that he made, his music, the way that he made his music. It had uh, it was easier for him to be able to cross over and appeal to everybody. LL, they tried to do the same thing with him. They tried to use a rapper that black people would still be liking, but also they could appeal to white people too at the same time so they could be able to sell to you whatever type of dream and hope or whatever thought they wanted to sell to you. They gave LL the same opportunity. They gave him that uh, thing in the house. But uh, Will Smith, his opportunity, his first, his real break, though, for him to be able to get that um, show was doing that faggot movie. When he did the fag movie, that's when, that's when he started to really come up. That's when he got that show from Chrissy Jones after that faggoty movie. And then uh, once he uh-huh. did that, he was he was good to go. Right. I mean, but that, that's what I was saying. He just had a certain appeal to himself that was, Sort of like, you know, like I said, I'll have sort of the same appeal, but what I'll still have, I don't know. There was something a little, a little too street. L got too swole. I think L swole up too big for him. And he looked like, he looked scary being that big. And he wasn't clownish enough. He ain't clown like, uh, what's that dude, Terry? What you call the dog skin dude? Uh yeah, he not clownish like Yeah, he ain't clownish like that. Like, you know what I'm saying? And you don't really want a swole black dude around you if you're a white person. He just swole and big. He just looks, that's just menacing. No matter if you know he's gay, whatever. You know what I'm saying? That's just still, nah. He do, that's too scary. But, well, he can, he can morph. From between looking like a sick homeless dude, you know what I'm saying? To you know, to putting on some size, Muhammad Ali like, you feel me? He can he can metamorph like that. And he never looked tough. Like Will Smith never looked like a tough dude. Even when he played in Bad Boys, uh he was you know, when he when he was in there and he was he had a couple roles where he was trying to play tough, they still came off. Kind of, kind of weird. Like it wasn't, wasn't nothing that seemed. He didn't seem like that was actually something that he could really encompass. No matter how he got his hair cut, no matter how his beard is, he just never looked like a tough guy or somebody who gonna hurt nobody at all. 
But that's all I'm going to steal, Smith. Well, how we got there. Oh, so Monique and the Oscars, yeah, yeah. But well, there was no Oscar either, did he? Oh, all right. I see. I see what you're talking about, Sister Camille. Yeah, I see that. I see that. I see that article right now, Sister Camille. Uh, and I, I'll definitely get on to that. Check that out. Yeah, I sent you two. I tagged you in two. One about the place in Chicago, and then the detectives from that same spot that was involved in the abuse of Guantanamo Bay. And these jokers keep putting this damn thing up. That these motherfucking Japanese, uh, I'm telling you, I think that people are just bugging out. I think people are just bugging out, man. Because I see this big ass shit that looks like a Stargate and inside a, um, In China, it looked like a star game. Yeah, yeah. Utah, the queen is out in Utah inside the store where they got mad emergency food supply. Whole section full of emergency food supply. Big ass sister pancake, biscuit, big just big big shit. Damn, I need to be there. I needed some of that. Damn, scientists kill Amazon India. It's turning to it's turning to a news day. Scientists kill Amazon Indians to taste to test race theory. The hell is this? Thousands of South American Indians. Let me see. Oh yeah, this this the truth. This the truth. I don't deny. I don't doubt this. No, this is true. It's good, but... Yeah, this is true. Man, they tell me how they was using measles and all different types of shit. All different types of... Now, what you say, Sister Camille? Oh, Black Power, I... 
Sorry, I was talking to somebody else. My my bad. I didn't know I had my own with the mic on. No, they, this looked like something that they did. This was uh, South America. They thought it was South American Indians were affected with measles, killing hundreds in order for U.S. scientists to study the effects on primitive societies and natural selection. According to the book, uh, next month, the Johnson story of genetic research on humans, which took 10 years to uncover, is likely to shake the world in anthropology. Damn. Because the book accuses James Neal, the geneticist who has a long-term study to study in Yono Mami, the Yono Mami people of Venezuela in the mid-60s of using viral and measles vaccine to spark off an epidemic which killed hundreds of probably thousands. Once the epidemic was underway, according to the book, the research team refused to provide any medical assistance to the sick and dying. On explicit order from Neal, he insisted to his colleagues that they were only there to observe and record the epidemic, and they must stick strictly to their role as scientists, not provide medical help. The book, Darkness and El Dorado, by the investigative journalist Patrick Timmy, is due to be published. Um, it's out. Although Neil died last February, many of his associates, some of them authors of classic anthropology texts, are still alive. Damn. Look at that thing. All right, they use a Edmondson B, a vaccine called, they use a virulent vaccine called Edmondson B. Now, you hear that, a virulent vaccine is a vaccine called Edmondson B, which was known to produce symptoms virtually indistinguishable from cases of measles. They then informed that Neil and his group used a vaccine in question on the Yonomami typically refused to believe it at first. And they say that it's incredible that they could have done it and I lost to explain what they would have chose as an inappropriate and dangerous vaccine. Damn. Uh, oh, man. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, well, listen, this is uh, from The Guardian. Scientists kill Amazon Indians to taste race theory. Where I got that from, but that's uh, interesting, interesting. Uh... Oh, let me tell y'all something else, too, uh, the people out there, for y'all out there. Let's let y'all know something. Y'all should get this uh, program. It's uh, Google Books, I believe that's it. Let me, let me make sure it's the right thing. Um uh, not Amazon Kindle. Let me see. Yeah, it's uh go to your Play Store, right? This is how I do. If you got a, if you have a uh, like an Android type of device, what you can do is you can go to your Play Store and you can go into Google Book. And Sister Camille put me onto this. Let me see. Sister Camille put me onto this. Let me see. But you can go there and. Basically, almost any subject that you're looking for, or a lot of book titles, you can place them right in, and they'll come up with a plethora uh, of different titles either dealing with the subject or um, books close to that title. Uh, or, and, you know, a lot of them you can read for free. So that's the reason why I'm definitely giving this uh, information to you because it's somewhere, so, you know, if you want to go and you don't happen to have a book with you, 
You can have this application on your phone already loaded up with some books and take it, you know, every once in a while take a couple Every once in a while, I'll take a couple pages out and, uh, you know, or open it up and, you know, read a couple pages. Nice, slick application, like I say, is uh, it's on your um, Google Play Store. All you got to do is go to books and open up. Also, if you're one of the people who got Amazon, Amazon account, Amazon has a uh, application called Amazon Kindle, where also you can take out a lot of books inside of that. Also, if you got the iPhone, iPhone got i uh, they got a thing called iUniversity where you can uh, actually get uh, courses from uh, major colleges all around the country. You can uh, pull up uh, source material from major colleges and also get lectures on audio form from uh, several major colleges all over the all over the country. So you know those are just a couple of different things that you can utilize to help get your um, Get your research game up. Brother Solomon, what what you use what do you use for your um what what are, for the most of your research, what do you like using? The internet or books its own self? Yeah, I like um I usually go to um Library of my alma mater, and uh, um, and um, you know, I buy most of my books though. Um, buy books, you know, for Amazon. Um, you know, you know, anybody that's uh, have a book that I want to have there, uh, you know, selling their own books. You know, I just, you know. Yeah, I, I usually buy the book or uh, check out um, Amazon. But you know, for research, I, I just go to the um, you know uh, to the library because what what you could do is when you go, uh, well, you know, I'm, anybody that's in a university and they they could uh, or the alma mater, they could um, if the book if the particular university don't have it. They have an e-book system where they can, um, you know, they mail the book from another university to that particular college, so you can uh, be able to take it out. So it's kind of, um, you know, my avenues. But for the most part, I just go ahead and buy the book, you know. Um. Mm. So are you opposed to Google, uh, Google scholarship? Um, do, you think, do you think the internet? Are you opposed? To, uh, you know, what what do you think the disadvantages or advantages between uh, reading it from the book, having the books your own self, or doing the doing the research over the uh, internet? Well, yeah, I mean, with anything, I mean, because you could buy a book that you know is not a scholarly written book. You know, uh, I I always say, and I usually don't go wrong when when you do this. Whenever you're doing research on something. Always get what what the mainstream is saying, even if it's not true. So you are, I would say, you know, um, you know, get the book or, or read the article. That first, I will read. Okay, what does every what does the majority agree upon? 
on a particular subject or whatever, you know, um, and then read the people that counters that. You know what I'm saying? Because for the most part, it's usually the area, it's usually the area in between that is really what the facts is. Because you even got people that spend information that is, you know, uh, you know, uh, conspiracy theories, what they call them, or whatever. That was that's working with, in fact, the mainstream. Uh, it appears if uh, that is actually the facts. So they they spend that information so much so that they need an outlandish claim. So you know, um, I will first. I always first start. It's just a method that I go by. Just you know, what is the mainstream people? What is the mainstream saying about a particular topic? And then from there, I will go then. Okay, who was trying to counter that? What are they saying? And then based off the information, you could go fact check from there. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I mean, you could go to Google. That can't be like your end-all, be-all. I mean, I mean, it could be like a foundational zone. I only use Google, though, for like Google uh, for like um, information. I use it kind of like a dictionary. Mm. I don't use it. I don't like read like, you know, like I, want, I mean, unless it's like a, yeah, it's probably some articles. Yeah, I did read a couple articles off of Google, like uh, Google, like somebody said something about an article or something. But yeah, it's kind of like, what does you know um, photosynthesis mean? I Google it, like what does photosynthesis mean? But as a main tool of research, you don't use it as your main tool of research. It's more like a secondary tool just to go uh, maybe find other references and things of that nature that you can go look at in book form. Yeah, because, I mean, you know, but, yeah, exactly. Um, but Google, I mean, it got better over it gotten better over the years. You know, it's not like, you know, there's no information on Google. You can find some good information on uh, Google. Yeah, no, it's going to be. You know, just asking, Black Power, what's going on? Do you fold it to America, Rock? Black Power, on off, Al. Uh man, you know, anything up better than down? What's good with you? Uh, like my brother James uh, put that nice overview on how to do some good research. Um, one thing, like you were saying, you want to be familiar with how certain information is is set out first off, and then you can know how to go about finding it. Um, when it comes to research from a scholarly Western European perspective. They want shit to be, quote, peer-reviewed. That word peer-reviewed is right in the realm of white supremacy because oftentimes, like, for example, if you're picking a topic like Grimaldi, right, the, one of the earliest hominins or, or, or human beings in Europe, you're going to find a few writings on it, and it's going to be in the time in which they found it. And then later you're going to find the change. Now it's going from Grimaldi man to uh, 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 goddamn Cro-Magnon man. And, 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 and the peer reviews, for example, on Grimaldi is going to be very little because no one wanted to pick, no one wanted to write on the subject of finding early Africans in, in Europe from from really out of out of Africa origin theory from the perspective, you know, like 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 Brother James was saying, what's the perspective in which they write the information? 
if it's coming from a, a something that's anthropological, it's supposed to do with human origins, right? Human human uh, remains and so forth. So if you find them not writing on particular topics, like for example, I wrote a paper on the Grimaldi man, and it was it was it was looked upon as being uh, vague. Why was it vague? Because I had all my sources was from the 1930s. Now that's a double negative because Europeans are saying, uh, uh, what did Brother Teddy say? Just because a fact is old and unrefuted don't mean it's it's it's, it's invaluable. You know what I'm saying? So because my sources was 1935s and so forth, it wasn't a more current, up to date, uh, you know, a peer review type of topic. And oftentimes you can get the the persuasion of the professor or the person who deal with the information when they say if they give you a parameter like uh, we want you to write a topic on uh, the history of Christianity and we want you to stay strictly with their peer review articles from 1475. You already know right there. Okay, they don't want us to get too deep into the real actual origins of this uh, uh, subject and they want to confine us to peer review articles which really going to be self-serving to themselves. You got to watch out for that. Um, you, you know, in ter- you know, Google search, and then with Google search is what it is. It's a search. But in terms of how concrete information is put out and who's writing it, you got to know how to find that. So, for example, if you want to um, you want to get for deep references and so forth, you want to go to the encyclopedia, for example. If you would want to look for specific peer reviews, you want, you want to look for journals. Uh, if we want to dissect the current aspect of Christianity, for example, we would go to a uh, current uh, watchtower or something like that in terms of saying what's the new rhetoric. That would be what we look for in terms of rhetoric. What are they using now? to uh, validate Christianity and Jehovah's Witnesses, for, for, for example, if that's the, a watchtower, you know, and then we'll go back and then, you know, I wouldn't go to the watchtower, for example, to look up any research on just, uh, uh, Russell Taft, you know what I'm saying? You know, you wouldn't find too much on him. You would have to go to the uh, encyclopedia books of Jehovah's Witnesses, you see what I'm saying? So in terms of reference, you know what I mean? You got to know where to go in terms of reference, you know, like what James was saying, in terms of... Uh, what the current status quo is particularly saying by the subject, that's what Google search will come here. You know, they're going to use the most relevant articles and so forth. But you got to know how to twerk and work that search engine as well. Google Scholar, um, that's more peer review articles in terms of really particulars of what you're looking for. If you're looking for more just open, vague description or real general description or definition on a particular topic, you can go to Google search. If you're looking for more uh, scholarly, uh, more, you know, more precise breakdown, more uh, a lot of articles where you see more writings on this particular subject, you want to go to Google Scholar. You want to take that, get your references. They're going to put your references, you know. Uh, what I like about Google Scholar is they got the site right there. So when you see, you know, whatever topic you're looking for, Google Scholar, you go right to the bottom, boom, site, okay. What year was this printed? Got that MLA format already there for you. That's if you're dealing with some scholarly, you know, scholarly shit. But you got to know how to collectively read and decipher information. If you come up for more, uh, right. like we talked you know, about last week. Can... Yeah. Yeah, my bad. Go ahead, bro. Yeah, you were saying about the micro I'll go ahead, brother James. Go ahead. I'm just going off what you were saying earlier, just more details. So. 
Yeah, I, I was saying, yeah, like you said, you know, it's it really disseminating information. Um, names, you know, you know, you got to really be surgical with that, you know. You know, uh, they give you a support, uh, specific name, you know, uh, find out who that person is, you know, the, the different names, the places, the dates. I mean, it all depends on, you know, the, what is actually being researched, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, for example, if you're reading about, you know, early America and, uh, you know, a person like Patrick Henry mentioned, you got to find out who Patrick Henry is. And, then, you know, because, you know, the, the, the European, he operates, even when he's lying, it's, it's elements of truth in there. You know what I'm saying? You just got to be able to, like, you know, and it, it all goes back to that particular person who, you know, you got really got to be a lover of information. You know what I'm saying? To, um, you know, uh, really go into it on in, in, in that. Because, you know, even though you're dealing with, it's kind of like, <laughs> You're looking for a, a diamond and a pile of shit, really. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You're dealing with a um, <laughs> when you're dealing with the European information, how he, you know, because he got uh, you know, um, certain things. He got information that he spends. Like for example, you read for example, um, I'm trying to think of somebody, Zachariah Stinton, for example. You know what I'm saying? He talk about, like, you know, the gods and, and the aliens and all that type of shit, right? You know what I'm saying? Um, but he, he in the work, he admits, right, that the white man, you know, the, the way he breaks the whole thing down, he, he, uh, he admits that there was a process of grafting in his book, The Twelve Planets. But he's saying that it's aliens, though. You know what I'm saying? And that he's saying that the DNA from the aliens is what, you know, created, you know, the um the black I mean the um you know uh humans, period. But we what he really talking about is the white man. Because he with the with the same thing that where he make a reference to aliens, you could go and find information that the people that he referred to as aliens is really talking about um it's really talking about black people. But see, you got to really be able to decipher the information. He used different things like, you know, um, what, 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 he, what he gave himself away when he, when he do something like uh, he'd say, well, um, see, the problem was is that his theory was like the uh, original humans were sterile. You know what I'm saying? Once they once they was uh grafted. So it was the aliens had to make them um become fertile. So you think this was, was like a, a process of them giving their DNA into the early hominids, which just makes absolutely no sense. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, well how how were they able to produce themselves before the aliens came? So what he actually was saying was that when when the um quote unquote aliens came that when they grafted the first grafted motherfucker was sterile. Because we already know that that's the case with animals when you uh mix with the animals. That's what he really saying. So now it's like, well, well who the aliens were. 
You know what I'm saying? So when he gives the aliens, and when he explains the aliens, he, he make a reference to, yeah, there are different ev- uh, evidences of uh, aliens where you go from uh, different uh, civilizations, such as the Egyptians and the Mayan civilization and different civilizations. Okay, so now you're talking about, uh, then he make reference to, um, you know, uh, the serpent and different things. And when you look into that whole thing, or you read uh, Signs and Symbols of Primordial Man, you will see that it was a, a cultural continuity with, uh, you know, um, you know, African presence in America, et cetera. So what he actually is talking about is the African. And in many ways, they they uh, they, they use different terms, you know, um, as code words for themselves. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So they keeping you outside the loop. So it's like you know, really like you know, um, you know, people who are you know really into it. I mean, like you know, people like uh, you know us who constantly read. You know, uh, it's really about you know um, finding that diamond in the pile of shit, man. Yeah, you know, it's they keep a continuous signs and symbols, man. They keep a continuous flow of that. And that'd be they that be their common connection. You know, the rhetoric be whatever they wanted to put on it. They can spin it however they feel like all of their common core is still is still the same. Right, so you know. It's always a method it's always a method, you know, like, you know, uh what Brother Mecca was saying. You know, you could you could uh you you uh, uh you know, it's like a search engine. Google is like a search engine. Mhm. So yeah, because, like, that wasn't really, you know, I'm not, I'm not knocking using Google. I just, was, you know, just wanted to, you know, just throw that out there so the family could get an understanding of how people do research and how someone who does uh, good research, well, you know, some of your methods and tactics. And, you know, like I said, I use Google for, uh, it's a search engine. I use Google search engine. I use a Bing search engine. You know, I use Internet Explorer search engine. I use a Yahoo search engine. You know, it's uh uh it's what it does is it compiles a lot of different links together and like I and, and I use it for once I pile the links together I go directly to see what the work that they cite, you know, depending upon what I'm looking looking for, looking at, you know, I see what works they cite. Uh, and I you know, then I go through the literature uh as need be. But Brother Nicaragua made a a good point about the peer review, you know, is a certain thing that they have uh, on what we call modern day academia, where you're where any information that you're given out to be relegated to nothingness by it not having been quote unquote peer reviewed. So I think that sometimes that you know sometimes that hinders some things, but all things should uh, be critiqued from an African standpoint. So they, uh, you know, there's nothing that there's nothing that a African can put out about Africans, or that anyone can put out that has anything to do with our, to, with us and our story, that should not be able to be put on the table of critique. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, definitely. Um, I find like you know those Oxford books, you know, um, and um, and like you said, the encyclopedia. You know, uh, they give more, you know, extensive information. I want to tell you, different, depending on what topic it is. I mean, you could deal with 
you know, as far as, uh, um, you know, the history of something, you know what I mean, whatever whatever case may be, you uh, those will be the, the two books that, you know, it's kind of like, you know, they're giving a lot of background information on a particular topic. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I got, I got about, I don't know, I don't even know how many encyclopedias. But the um yeah the yeah, the Oxford those Oxford books is good too like you know I like what what I did um on eugenics it was uh you know the Oxford um uh, the Oxford book on the history of eugenics and they they mm-hmm. give uh they 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 break down all the the forms of eugenics you know what I'm saying um. And you know, from there, you know, you know, uh you know, they give really extensive information on on eugenics and uh breaking down how we uh and, and that's where you get the different names, places then you could do uh use this Google search, you know, type in that particular name and then find you know, see if you can find a book. And then when you're looking at um at an area of research, it always is a book that is commonly referenced. You know what I'm saying? When you're looking, when you're reading different articles, you know what I'm saying? So uh, most likely it's, it's always a book that is uh, of common reference. And then, you know, that, that uh, you know, uh, begin, begin your search. And then most likely it's always somebody trying to refute that book. You know what I'm saying? So, you know. All right. And one thing about... Um... <clears throat> Just adding on the discussion with um, peer review, for example, it's it's real biased because let's just say, for example, let's just say everybody on this phone writes a particular book that they're genius in, in whatever field, right? One in history, one in, in social science, one in politics, one in uh, 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 anthropology, one in, uh, in health, one in hygiene, whatever. And let's just say we are geniuses in our field and we write Einstein, you know, I see like 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 when we look at European, they like to whitewash us with their with their um their saints. I call them their saints, whether they come in the form of being um under the Bible or some kind of religion, or they're deified with some form of of, of um a tribute to like scholarship, for example, right? Mm-hmm. That means you know you go to those sources. So if all of us on those phone, all of us want a geniuses and so forth, and we write we write works that are revolutionary in terms of change, they can't be peer reviewed because peers are equals, right? We can only peer review our work, but if we're in different fields, fields, there's no need to, to to some extent. So you see what I'm saying? So when you look at when you see peer reviewed, on one hand, they're trying to use it and saying that you know this is a fraternity of scholarship in the terms of it being peer reviewed. And, 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 you know, you should only be citing that. That's not in the Science Digest magazine. That's peer review. They they look at all the science articles. Okay. But all the motherfuckers are doing are regurgitating the same shit. You see what I'm saying? In terms of uh, 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 genius finds. You see what I'm saying? Wasn't no peer review articles when Einstein came up, for example, E equals MC squared. It came later. But they ain't even peers because they ain't 
on a level. They ain't came up with the basically what I'm saying is they ain't came up with a a um a president as big as Einstein did. So how could you you have to be equally equally yoked to, to criticize something, right? Hmm. If me and you talking about fishing and somebody don't know nothing about fishing, in terms of the actual fishing, they you know the discussion can only go so far. They can we can talk about fish, we can talk about the water, right? Right. So in terms of so, so you even have to watch that. I mean, before it even gets to black and white issues, that peer that peer review shit is a bullshit because it's biased. You see that's 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 a part of the whole. That's all part of the whole technology, though. Black power. Yeah, get back. You want to say something, sister? I know. I'm um, affirming uh, my agreement with Brother Minkara's information that he just put out there, his his position. Uh, Yeah, yeah, I think that's part of the technology, though. Like like what you said, Brother Minkara. They want to even confine your area of research by, by, you know, saying, you know, only peer review articles. They want to colonize even your thoughts. So they, they colonizing the information. You know what I mean? So you, you really confine to, you know, they say, well, well, this is not scholarly. You know what I'm saying? Or, or you know, um, you know, this is, um, you know, basically, you know, Areas of information, they're labeling it like a conspiracy theory or whatever. You know what I'm saying? To, to take it out of the scope of you even considering it as information. You know what I'm saying? So you got to deal with information, you know, just for what it is. I always tell people that, you know what I'm saying? It's, you know, really you got to come up with the conclusion as to what is what. I mean, especially, you know, um, us being in the predicament we in. As uh, African Americans, we don't really have the finances to, you know, do things um, on an anthropological, you know, archaeological level. Where so the crack is, you know, and there's even politics in that. You know what I'm saying? You know, as far as you know, getting the proper funding and all that. You know, but you know, as far as you know, with the information, it's just kind of like, you know, um, a person that's really into the information, you got to kind of read. Read, read just about everything. You know what I'm saying? Be able to decipher it, which is, you know, um, a tyrant within itself. You know what I'm saying? You just got to, you know, um, you know, uh, take different areas, you know, you know, counter search, you know, get the names, places, dates, times, or whatever. And, uh, you know, you, if you see a commonality within, you know, uh, what is agreed upon, you know what I'm saying? There's always an area... Uh, kind of a great area, you know, that don't nobody touch. You know, certain things that are just factual. You know what I'm saying? So you know, it really go. You really got to go into that whole thing. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I think that your sister academia, they want to kind of like you know uh, colonize the thought. It's really like in America. Education is not really allowed. What I mean by that is that, like in the in the universities, they kind of just teach you how to get a job. You know what I'm saying, or work a particular career. You know what I'm saying, unless like you're trying to be like an engineer, or like a um, 
something that they could, you know, you, you are useful to the system of white supremacy. You know what I'm saying? Like an engineer or a doctor. You know what I'm saying? Um, but it's like really like education as far as, you know, learning about, you know, what exactly is going on. That shit is not really allowed in America. I mean, because, you know, even even in the school, they're they already telling you, um, you know, a lot about the history. You know what I'm saying? It kind of get, you know, um, they kind of open up somewhat in college, but they still confine it to certain areas. Like, for example, like, you're not going to learn about, like, um, you're not really going to learn about uh, even, like, a Marcus Garvey. And, and even in the universities. I mean, you, you may have some universities, because, you know, like, you know, simple university has a, a African-American studies department that's well-respected. You know what I'm saying? But they don't really teach about, like, a Marcus Garvey or Elijah Muhammad, Noble Drew Ali. They don't teach about none no no um you know, they don't really get into that. They teach you but like like, you know, um like the farthest they go is probably like a W E B the boys and maybe the Black Panthers. Now they touch Malcolm a little bit because he's main it's mainstream more to touch to touch Malcolm as a radical. Right, right. They they touch Malcolm because remember he changed in the end. Yeah, well they say he changed. <laughs> There's definitely a hush on that information. It's not. It's not really. Uh, it's frowned upon to to be scholastic about uh, freedom fighters or those who will cause trouble. And that's because you know the the system that set up is already. You know the basis of it is waste, basis of white supremacy. There's already a uh, academic. Um, let's say uh, uh, like a uh, barrier is an academic barrier, which is that peer review group that will not allow for uh, anti-established thought to be published. That's where a lot of times that you know when when we up here and we be having problems with certain uh, certain things, like the the main problem with the thought of evolution is that. Uh, the majority of this information is scope for racism, white supremacy, and anything that does not really fall in line um, does not get published at all. Period. They give you the options, like brother boy, like they they say like either it's the Darwin theory of evolution or is it or it's the creation story. Mm-hmm. Those are your options. You know they don't yep. give you no alternative. Either you have to say one or the other. You yep. know what I'm saying? You got to accept one, and like you said, you got to accept one or the other. You can't try to tell me how you're going to put them both together. You can't come up with no new one. If you got something different, then you're crazy. Because we don't got that in no science book nowhere. And it's like they, 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 was, um, they still uh, stuck. I mean, the, like the Black Studies Department is still kind of stuck in this whole, um, like, kind of like this. Um, 1960s format, like they they still promote like for example we um we had to read this book called Black Marxism. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so you know they still are kind of stuck in that kind of paradigm, you know, far as how they they, they present the information, and it's not like you know uh you know um. I guess it's being confined in a way. Because remember, the Jews is who want to control these uh, universities. Yeah, you know, the one who controls the printing press. You got the watcher. 
You have to watch the one who control it. It's funny you say that, Brother Bourne, because where I'm at now, I'm I'm questioning all of the uh, timelines that I've been told. You know, like, like I was mentioning to you before, I'm realizing that particularly the timelines regarding the religion, the so-called established timelines of when they came into existence, because uh, they're based upon tradition. And, and from what I'm I'm interpreting, when the word tradition is being used, it does not mean historical. It is just the opposite. And Dr. Walter Williams is it, 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 it's, it's showing to be on point that when it comes to there is a historical origin that is much later, significantly later, than the quote-unquote traditional origin, the hearsay origin. Mm-hmm. And it's based upon white ideology, and that has been in existence for some time now and it's still going on today. Uh, and, you know, that goes for a lot of things that are, are said to be uh, – not allow for academia to publish out because it would have to change the scope of how people think. Because, you know, we have to realize that the basis of this shit is, uh, as uh, Brother Mikarov was uh, stated uh, a couple shows back, it was like, you know, what we're dealing with is empirical data versus scientific data and how they're going to be able to, to uh, not only relate with each other but to bolster each other. You know what I mean? And so we're dealing with that type of situation where anything that goes outside of the perimeter is definitely unacceptable. Anything that goes outside of what the scientific science has already said that this is, you know, they basically already set up the uh, formulas for how life was created, life goes, things change. So if anything falls outside of that, it's like, yo, we're not even talking about that. That shit will not be discussed at all. You know what I mean, that, that was the thing when we were watching the uh, that documentary where the geneticist was talking about that, uh, well, you know, for lack of a better term, the Bigfoot DNA, and was stating that just because because of the nature of the information, she's not able to get published and has lost several jobs because that type of information does not go along with the you know, with the uh, evolutionary thing. There's no, you know, there's no way that we can have any other intermediate humanoid type of species walking around right now. Right. Yeah, yeah, so it was like, you know, it was funny because um, Brother Angozi, uh, he, was, he was on the show and uh, he was telling his perspective on, you know, uh, how... Um, the early Americans, you know, um, they were they weren't African. He was saying something to the extent, and uh, somebody came out and said to him, like, you know, you sound like one of those dudes at the university that goes to college and has been brainwashed by, you know, um, you know, the white perspective, you know. So I, I asked him. I said, well, well, where? Uh, I mean, since you know you're going against what a lot of, and he was like, he he made a statement pertaining to the Hanefi text, whereas uh, and Dr. Dr. Ben says that, you know, um, this is uh, in, in that text, it gives evidence of, you know, um, non-violent civilization beginning at, you know, around Mount Kilimanjaro and the foothills and the mountains and the moon. So he said that uh, that was fabricated. You know, he said that was fabricated. 
that that wasn't true. There's no um, evidence of him uh, existing. So I asked him, um, well, who are the scholars that you think, since since he, since he you know, he uh, had a commonality of kind of kind of disproving a lot of the Afro, quote unquote, Afrocentric scholars, you know. And uh, so I said, uh, who are the scholars that you, uh, name some scholars that you think is, um, you know, worthy of uh, researching. So he named a couple of scholars. So I said, well, uh, are they European? So he goes on to say, well, you know, we all are African. You know what I'm saying? Then he gets to this whole ideology of uh, trying to say, like, you know, I say, you know what I'm saying, Goldie. You know, are, are they white, man? Are they white? So he said a couple of them are white, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Neil Payne there, which is actually, she does, actually does do pretty good research, you know what I mean? But they were they were white. I'm, so I'm like, okay, you know what I mean? And I just, you know, you know, he tried to answer the question based off of his theory. And that's the point I'm um, bringing up. Like, he believes that, you know, um, everybody is African or we all come out of Africa. So he tried to play around with the words and say, well, you know, I'm um, asking him, is it a white scholar that he's uh, referencing? And he said, well, we all are African because we all come out of Africa. And that's so, right, right. So, so I'm saying, like, you know, I'm using that as an example of how people, they base their information off of theories. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he, believes the theory, he believes the theory that all life comes out of Africa. You know, you know, you're saying that, right? Just the last last week on the Amra show, a, a queen called in. Yeah, that was Sister Ocean. Yeah, Sister Ocean. She called in, and um, she had a, a very the sister. She she made some very good points, and one of the things that she was talking about was when Brother Unk mentioned the skin map, and she was just like, "Yo, listen, brother, I understand what you're saying, but I just don't agree." And that's what some people don't get to the point where, like, you can understand what the scientific evidence is saying, but you don't have to agree with what they come up with. You don't have to agree with it. You know what I mean? Just because they say, well, this is what the science says, that this is how this has to happen, does not mean that I have to agree with that because science says some things that don't make no fucking sense to me. Because I'm saying, I'm still not... There's no way that an African can go from Neanderthal to you can't hear from Neanderthal to Homo sapien sapien walk out they and then turn back to Neanderthal. Yeah, that's that's one. That's another thing that they use. Another tactic that they use. They over flood you with information. <laughs> you no. know what I'm saying? Oh, you want information? That that throw you. This is like a motherfucker sitting at the table and they stuffing food in his mouth. Like, yeah, eat all this shit. <laughs> You're saying that, right? That's what the Internet is about. The Internet is about where you never get any knowledge. See, it's hard. See, knowledge is through what you you got to experience this shit, right? But you can't experience it unless you take what, you, what you're getting and take that shit outside and do something with it. You feel me? You got to do something with it. But they hit us with so much information that you'll never even get a chance to go outside and try to experience this shit. You just <laughs> You go from one thing to another. You what? Wait, we got this. We got this. Got this. The paradigm, brother, is they get you. That's why I love Amos Wilson and and uh, Walter Williams because people say, "Well, why do you? Why do you? Why do you 
Why are you so big on on, on Walter William Watt? Because when you, when you look how he gives you the overview of European history, he shows you for one why we are a threat, and why and 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 then on, to some extent they envy us because like we like, like when we talk about this religious historical paradigm, we're talking about empirical data, like you were saying earlier, empirical data in terms of scientific data supporting one another, right? The African, you know, and this is another point that you was for integrationists who don't see it. We are still a threat because we we have a key out of the matrix. Because we are, you know, you know, how, how are you reconstructing history around the oldest people in the world, the ancient Egyptians? And there's only one problem: the ancient Egyptians are still here. The descendants of the ancient Egyptians are still here. That's why he claimed Wawa. He giving you another reason why we should claim Wawa. Our ancestors, because we have an escape out the paradigm, and, and and even scholarly Europeans know this. I mean, a good a good um to give you a visual. Anybody seen the movie Blood Blood and Bone? Yeah, I seen that. I seen a while back, so I got that. You remember? You remember with the um the house nigga who wanted to fight, and he had to go to the to the boss. And that was the same crack. I can't think of the same crack. Uh, the crack. He played another movie. He was the same crack with that. He was a Calvinist, basically. And he said he wanted to pay five million to fight. And he was like, uh, you want me to vouch for you? My, you know, your people. And, and to convince him, he, he had to play to own his ego. Yeah, you got money. Yeah, you got power now. But I'm offering you a chance to indulge in one of antiquity's greatest achievements right now. Because they know we have the potential to do it, they will engage in performing or watching it. That's why when Walter, I mean, uh, John Clare Clark said the reason why they tie into everything that's ours is because that's their, that's their lease on life. That's what he mean by that. You see what I'm saying? So we have an escape. I mean, all of us on this show here, we, we, we've come to conclusions in history that crackers haven't fathomed. It took generations. That's why I say in our own light, we are all geniuses on this line. You, you see what I'm saying? Because we reached our conclusions to the truth on reality regarding history on our own terms. But what we have in common is we agree with common sources of truth coming from elders who, who you know, so we're part of something that's bigger. We're not we rehash a genius, you know what I'm saying, in terms of of a key out the matrix. Europeans, I mean, you got Europeans who are science motherfuckers and still can't fathom the, how the cosmos came into being. And, 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 and the stress of that, that Frankenstein paradigm, when did I come right. into being? When did I, you know, you know first, first time I got conscious, nigga, I was on all fours and, and just, you know, Butt naked and shit and was eating meat. Well, I already Carter came. I don't know how he came. I know he's not from this planet and so forth, but I'm just saying that's what we all got in common. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, that's why I call it the colonizing of uh, the colonizing of thoughts. You know what I'm saying? The 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 academia, even even with all across the board. You know what I mean? Like, you know, they say, well, it got to be FDA approved or it got to be like, you know, everything got to be solidified by this beast. He got to solidify everything. That's how he controls this shit. You know what I mean? He controls your thought process. 
He tells you what is ugly. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, See, I mean, another thing. Right. Yeah, you know, he, you know, uh, you know, um, even even that shit. Like, you know, for example, back in the '40s and the '50s, you know, uh, what's that? What's that? That white bitch named uh, Madeline Monroe. She was not. She was like a four figure woman. So they go from that now to some old anorexic shit. That's how you know it's like a form of mind control. It's like you know, uh, they change trends intentionally. It's like all oh, it's this social engineering. You know what I mean? Where though they could get you to look at this and um, view it as being beautiful. If they keep on putting it in, so it's a science that they got down. Because though, like you know, um, this shit is all broken down on that level to to the point where you know, in the uh, levels of uh, um, academia, they say, well, most scholars say that's kind of solidifying the statement. That is true, because most scholars say that blah blah blah. So that means that it's true. That's what they're saying. But who are these scholars that you're talking about? Who funding these scholars? All that is not really dealt with. You know what I mean? According to archaeological finds, you know what I mean? They throw that. They throw it out there as if okay, that's solidifying the statement. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, uh, once we fall victim to that, you know, um, you can be now controlled. You can now be controlled. So a person that say, you know, you, you're dealing with the information, somebody say, well, where did you get that information from? You know, what are your sources? You know what I'm saying? Like you say, like a, like a Walter Williams, you know, um, see, it's, it's like, we deal with, I mean, we deal with shit like in a chaotic manner because, you know, we are outside of the box with our thinking. You know what I'm saying? You can't really confine our, I mean, it's even a conflict when we, in school. I mean, you say, uh, you know, we say it all the time in school, like, they got like a math problem, you know, um, and then you, you don't follow the what they tell you, the method, but you still get the answer right. And then they try to make it like you, you got the wrong answer because you didn't follow what they said, you know, the, the certain method that they wanted you to follow. Mm-hmm. So that's a form of mind control because it really, they, it ain't about you getting the right answer. It's about you following what I say. Yeah, it's about methodology. You know what I'm saying? saying? So it's you're like, saying that, man, I, got, I, I had plenty of trouble over that, man. I had plenty of times where... I had to have my mother come to school for that same, for that exact purpose where, you know, you get the answer right, but they, uh, they're telling you to listen because you didn't put the proper method or you didn't show that step and all your answers is wrong. And I, I, I tell parents out there, you definitely got to, that's something that we have to be aware of. That's a subtle, that's a subtle but very uh, strong form of mind control that you're talking about, Brother James. Go ahead, though. Yeah, and that's that's the lowest form of education, like rope learning. You know what I'm saying? You know, repeating. You know, like that. That force it, like you know, uh, you have like a list of spelling words, and then you got to find the definition. You got to write in the sentence, and then you know, et cetera. You know what I mean? So, it's basically you gotta, and then you have the test at the end of the week, whereas though you got the uh, 
you know, had the word and, and know the definition. So basically what you're doing is reading the definition over and over and over and over again so you can kind of memorize it so that when the word comes up, you can write out the definition. And that's the lowest form of education. You know what I'm saying? This is like rope learning. You know what I mean? Whereas, though, you know, they take out all different aspects of other alternative creative thoughts. You know what I'm saying? All that is kind of like, you know, they got specific classes for that and and, and the specific schools for that. Because the way this shit is designed, this is a capitalistic society, right? So they designed it to, to the point where you may have some amazing stories, but generally, if we educate you this type of way, you're going to become this type of person. And what we need is we need we need people who are managers, and we need people who are workers. We need people who are owners. You know what I'm saying? We need people who are supervisors. So it all trickles down, you know, a lot of things based off of the economic class. Whereas though, like, you know, you're going to a public school, you're generally taught to follow directions. Because for the most part, most of y'all are going to be in a position where you're going to have to follow directions. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Within the working world, which is needed, you know what I'm saying, within this capitalistic society. So it's like kind of like a a way, it's like a form of mind control where we're we, we conditioning you. I It was when I um, I was studying um, secondary education, so they had like the on field, you know, you got to go, you know, um, part of the criteria is you got to go to a particular school, get them on the field, you know, uh, training. So I'm at a public school. I'm at the public school that I graduated from, Strawberry Mansion High School, and uh, it was a it was another it was another teacher there. Um, he was um, he was a Jew. He was Jewish, and um, so he's up there, and he's teaching the class, and you know the class was just going crazy because the actual teacher left out. The class was just going crazy. He couldn't control the class. You know what I mean? It was you know. Um, one of the one of the students was walking around. It was like he was like a basketball player, so he was like a real big dude. You know what I mean? So they couldn't control the class. You know what I mean? So he comes, uh, the teacher comes in, and uh, so he comes back there with me because I'm 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 basically there to observe the environment, and you know just kind of give a document. I mean, just you know documenting what goes on in the classroom, so I could uh, when I go back to school, you know, just tell them what's going on, whatever. So I say to him, I say, you know, are you sure you um ready to work? You know, I say in public school, like, you sure you wanna? He said, yeah, yeah. Well, um, yeah, I would rather work in public school because you gotta do less work. Mm-hmm. He said. He said, but basically, what he's saying is that I rather put up with these kids' attitudes than have to write out a fucking lesson plan. Yeah, I'd rather do nothing. I'd rather get paid to do nothing. You have to go right. to some job. I can do something. Yeah, so, so, like a second job. Yeah, yeah, you know, you know, he's a bullshit his way through that, and you know, yeah. I mean, ultimately, we're not really educating these people. Yeah, I can suck a job through this shit. I ain't got to do no real work. And right, come here so, and get, and get paid. Exactly. Easy. Yeah, easy money, easy money. 
Now, you know, you're saying that that, 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 that that's just for the whole other perspective on the reason why they why why they take these inner city jobs. You know, because, you know, just here, you know, and even though I already know that they're here for the easy money, but just just hearing that uh, story right there, just bring it to a whole nother, a whole nother different type of light. Context always the same. Right, right, because he, you know, I caught him off guard because he was already, you know, in that situation where though it was kind of embarrassing, and then he, I got him to the point where we was communicating as if we was going to be like future teachers. So he talking to me as a teacher. Right, like he's talking to me as a colleague, so it kind of slipped out, you know what I mean? Yeah. He was just like, you know, yeah, I would rather work here, than, you know what I'm saying? I thought in my head, like, wow, like, you know what I'm saying? But, like, yeah, but, you know, that'd be the average, you know, and, and you know, this the whole thing, you know what I mean? There's no, they know for certain, but see, then they play this whole fucking game with your ass, though. You know what I'm saying? So they say, you know, everybody has to, and so this is how this, this, how this works. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, we, we, we're giving everybody the proper education, blah, blah, blah. When well, you know that there's a disparity within the school as far as even what they're telling you, even the books that they're telling you to read from. You know what I'm saying? So they, 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 teach, they teach other motherfuckers and, um, in a way that is more, you know, open-minded, Decision making, you know, different things that they teach a certain class of people, because they ultimately know that they're going to be in a position where they they got to make decisions and deal with. This. Is this um, Indian girl? Um, she was working at this. Um, uh, it's not a halfway house, but it's like a. Uh, it's like one of them centers where you know they hand out like you know uh, condoms and. You know they they let in the um like you know people that was, you know that that used to be on drugs I forget what they call it you know what I mean you know people that's on drugs they come in there and get it like a free meal or whatever one of them type of centers uh, so you work at the health center like Weezy yeah yeah something to that extent you know what I'm saying so uh, I was there because you know um, one of my friends worked there. And um, I'm talking to one of the ladies, you know, just that he did a, a PowerPoint. He do a PowerPoint twice a week in there, you know, and he's talking to, you know, uh, people that's trying to get off drugs and stuff like that, whatever. So the lady the lady in there, um, she was like, a, she liked the supervisor. So we we always, we were, we always talking. And um, she was saying, like, you know, how she had a problem with another coworker. And um, she actually talking to she actually talking to my friend, but I'm listening. So she like, um, yeah. When she went to the supervisor, she was saying like, you know, she had an issue with this this black lady. You know what I'm saying? Um, that she said she believed that she didn't like her. Whatever. It's like an Indian lady that's telling the story. So she said she go to the supervisor, which is the white lady. So the supervisor tell her that. You know, um, you wanted to figure out a way to solve the problem, and um, so uh, my friend was like, "Well, damn, like, well, how come she didn't do nothing about it?" You know what I mean? But she then she uh, she, she was like, "Yeah, well, she said that, yeah, because 
I'm not going to go and step in the, in the situation because you're going to have to get used to having a, to deal with these people. That's what she said. You know what I'm saying? Basically, so basically what the white lady was saying was that you got to solve this problem, you know what I mean? If you want to be in this in this particular environment dealing with these black folks, you have to find a way to solve that problem. And this is not with like this is not with like um this is not like with the the actual drug addicts. This is something that's going on with a coworker. Mm-hmm. You know. What I mean? So she's saying. So basically, what she's saying to him, you're gonna to have to be able to um, have to deal with these black folks if you want to be here. You know, mm-hmm. in this situation. You know what I mean? So you can't. the whole thing, like you know, um, of they train other people how to manage your ass. Mm-hmm. If you can't deal with her, then you can't deal with these other niggas. Right. Basically, that's what she was saying. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, all bases all predicated around, you know, us buying into this whole, you know, illusion of inclusion, integration. I mean, I was just looking at the uh, interview by David Banner. And uh, he he was talking about, um, he was breaking a lot of things down. And um, so it was like one of the co-hosts, it was like a sister. She said, well, are you saying that, you know, um, are you talking about like, you know, segregation? He said, "Hell yeah, I'm talking about segregation." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because he, he do the whole thing like, uh, well, we look at it. He said integration was worse than slavery. You know what I'm saying? And what he meant by that was that he was saying that well, we. We wasn't killing each other like we is now. All this shit came, and I always, I always used to say that. All mm-hmm. this shit came integration. Mm-hmm. Like we, we wasn't killing each other and all that. So, so when that's how you know you're dealing with an enemy, because they they point to like, um, and then you got even some niggas doing this shit. When you talk about well, yeah, the white man is oppressing us and blah blah blah, they say, well, no, look at y'all, y'all out there killing each other. Y'all always turn that shit. The move, though, right? That's just like a fucking recent phenomenon. I mean, this shit really kind of took root probably in the mid seventies, eighties. Like you talking about, like those. Right, this is only like a like a um a generation really of you know talking about exactly. black on black. No, trying to perceive it. So you talking about, like, well, about? Yeah, yeah, my bad. What you say? <laughs> Said, believe it or not, it's not new. Uh, one thing Shaka almost did, he and he was citing Walter Williams when he when, when he said it though. When we look at, if you notice, when they, uh, uh, the same education and li- literal arts is what based off Greek society, right? Mm-hmm. It was doing the same thing to our ancient ancestors when they came. These motherfuckers want to integrate with us, but want to dominate o- over us. Same shit. Exactly. That's what that's when I was when I see presidents from Jackal. When when you showed the the the, uh, uh, the reconstructing of the Roman Empire, I said these motherfuckers just think they slick. That's all it is right, right. now. That's what's going on right now. Really? They never they, 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 they never gave up on the shit. Really? No, they just changed all the name changes. All they did was right. do some name changes, man. They just did a couple of name flips and say, "Fuck it, we gonna keep on with the agenda." But this is like you know, even dealing with it from like a twentieth century aspect, like. 
these are still the motherfuckers. These are still the motherfucking Nazis. <laughs> look, look, I look, look. They talking about right. For example, right. Remember, Prescott Bush helped fund the fucking Nazis, right? So you had a situation where they tried to set up a coup in America. The McCormick Dixteen Committee, right? Where they 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 exposed this whole thing. Um, where though they tried to set up a fascist dictatorship in America. And these are these are the uh, American elite, because, you know, you have a situation where you have a political America, but then you've got an oligarchy of uh, um, international bankers and, and groups of families like the Morgans. Like, these motherfuckers is like, you know, some of them got involved in politics, but, like, these are motherfuckers that had enough money to buy fucking America at a point in time. The Harrimans. You know what I mean? They were supporters of Nazi Germany. And what it, they wanted to set up, um, I, forget the, I forget the general that they elected. That's where they made a mistake at. They elected the wrong general. And he stayed enough in there to um, eventually, when he got enough information as to who was doing what, what he came out and exposed it. He, told, he tells FDR about the whole situation, and then he goes public with it. FDR does absolutely nothing about it. You know what I'm saying? Because if his boy dead to the Rockefellers, the Harrimans, he can't do shit with the motherfuckers. So it just got swept under the rug. That they was going to assassinate FDR as a fascist dictatorship. You know what I'm saying? Because they all were supporters of the Nazis. Now, when you say, well, um, these are the same motherfuckers that still living. Well, they sons. I mean, well, you know, George Bush. I mean, they even talking about Jeb Bush running for the next president. You know what I'm saying? On, on, the, on the Republican Party. They even make a mission of that. You know what I mean? So these are the same motherfuckers that, these are the fucking Nazis. These are the same Nazi motherfuckers. Yo, Brother James, when you say FDR, didn't FDR, was it him or Truman who suspended the, 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 uh, the voting process? One of the first. The, vote, the voting yeah. process? Yeah, yeah, during they, it was during the war. One of them suspended the vote. I, I got to go back and go look. I, I can't remember who mm-hmm. it was. I know one of those presidents suspended the vote, though. Yeah, when you find that out, tell me. You know, I'm oh, yeah, yeah, uh, I'll definitely, I'll, I'll let you know. Yeah, so, you know, uh, but I was making a reference to, you know, like the integration, you know what I'm saying? Like, they'll try to make up an excuse and say, well, well, like, yeah, y'all killing each other. You know, I even blame the white man for that, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yo, that's a fucking recent phenomenon. Even when you talk about black-on-black violence, right? This is all a result of integration. But, see, they use that as an excuse now, you know what I'm saying, because it's, 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 uh, it's comfortable for them to use that as an excuse because they've always been oppressing you. I say, well, what about before you had a massive level of black-on-black violence? It was still this form of oppression. So that can't possibly be be the fucking answer. And that can't possibly be the reason. You know what I mean? When you buy into the ideology of this system, which is capitalistic, you go from a, a, a point where you're supporting each other within a segregation of this society 
you were supporting each other because we knew who the enemy was. He told you, don't go to my motherfucking water fountains. And you can't go here. You can't go there. Blah, blah, blah. You had the Ku Klux Klan and all this type of shit. You know what I'm saying? Really more in the open. You know what I mean? They knew based off of geopolitics what they wanted to do globally, but that this shit wasn't going to flow. You know what I mean? So they had to kind of alter the whole shit to be more subversive with their tactics of oppression. And they knew that once they integrate us into their society, that they were going to go fucking crazy. Oh, right. You know what I'm saying? Once we buy into their mentality... Once we buy into their mentality and their value system, that we were going to fucking go crazy. And that's what you see. Massive levels of confusion within our community. You know what I'm saying? Um, it goes from helping each other to competing with each other. Because this is capitalism. You're buying into this whole ideology of motherfuckers exploiting each other. So we know that based off of our roots, our African roots, that this shit is not conducive for our for the for the our essence and shit. This is not how we operate. Never how we operated. We was always communal people. We always uh you know um you know verbal, oral, you know what I'm saying? We predicated our shit around community and family, etc. So you you throw a whole ideology in there that's counter that. Exactly, is the aliens, you know what I'm saying, of how they view capitalism is um, from a Eurocentric standpoint. So you go from, you, go from uh, you know, helping each other to competing with each other. Mm-hmm. And then you, well, when you're competing with each other, you know, for these jobs that the white man has done uh, allotted to you, you know what I'm saying, now you see a trickle down effect of now you looking at other muff down on motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? Because you feel as though that you're better than him because you was able to get this fucking cracker job. Now you know you, you know saying I mean? that, you you saying that brother James, you know capitalism was an uh, excellent program to break up our community spirit because that was the one thing that we had relying on each other, even though we were living in like a capitalistic society. We we didn't view the competition as a competition between us when um, we were segregated. We we uh, viewed it in a nationalistic form. It was us against them. Even though we allowed whites to come in and use some of our businesses, we we had the basic understanding that we were for ourselves. So you know, integrating us into a capitalistic society was it, it was a definitely. An excellent way to get us to consume our own selves or eat our own selves out of what we had. We went fucking mad. You know what I'm saying? The impact that that shit had on our fucking kids. And then the, our fucking kids is really talking about us. You know what I'm saying? Because you, you had the uh, 1970s. They were just so illusion. Like, there was an illusion of occlusion there because they actually seen this shit taking place. Oh damn! They is allowing niggas in there to work now. They thought this shit was it. They thought it was over and shit. A lot of motherfuckers they going to marry the fucking white women and all that type of shit. Damn! They ain't hanging motherfuckers no more for for messing around with white women. And <laughs> they was turned out by their old shit. You know what I mean? So you know now motherfuckers like us is being born and shit. 
We go into a world where motherfuckers like the kids have an impact. That shit had a direct impact on the kids. Whereas though we looking at each other's sneakers. Ah, oh, you got bubbles yeah. on. Ah, oh, look, look at this. Oh yeah, your mom broke. Your mom broke and shit. She can't even buy buy you a pair of Nikes. You never and, had a pair of name brand sneakers on. And, 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 you know what? and you're saying that, like, like listen, depending upon you where you live now, we either the first generation or second generation integration into the schools. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, if you live further down south, the integration to the schools was a lot, was a lot slower. But we like second, we like that second wave that really lived around white people. Like, they were all, like, you know, we went to school with them. Like, they were all right. You know, it was just, they was just white people. You know, we didn't really have that same, there wasn't that same um, direct, direct uh, uh, um, racism right there in your face. Where we went to, we went to school with the white children since we was in kindergarten. You know what I'm saying? This, this was, you know, uh, something that was totally different. And so once we started doing that, we started looking at them as us. We are all one American. And that's what that that, that uh, integration did. It turned us into one American. It made us lose our identity by the second generation. Right. You know what I mean? Remember, they had you sing that national anthem every day. Mm-hmm. I know back when I was in school. You know what I mean? I was more, I mean, I was, I mean, I didn't have no white folks in the school because I, I was in Philadelphia, you know what I mean? I was in the city oh, yeah. school, yeah, you know what I yeah. mean? Philly a little different. Yeah. You know, like, I lived, I lived where it was a lot of black people, but we had white people who was in the school. You know what I'm saying? We, we still had white people in the community. Like, I, I lived in New Haven for a lot, for a lot of time. And then I also um, went to school in North Carolina. So, you know, we even though the majority was black people, it normally was, uh, well, in, in North Carolina, it was almost like a 50-50. But in Connecticut, it was like 90-10, 80-20, 90-10, just depending upon what school you was at. But they still were there, and it wasn't like it was a, you know, it, was, it, it wasn't like they were, like, it, you know, nobody treated them as though they were different. It was just like, you know, they just white folks. Some of them right. could be cool, some of them wasn't cool, but they were just white folks. It was no... There was no thought of how just, you know, 30 years ago it was uh, real hard tension between us. It was, you know, that tension had gone, so it seemed that we had been put asleep very quickly with this integration thing. So now you have, uh, like, a, um, and this is like a new wave of uh, white female teachers into the uh, school system at that point in time, and you have a situation where, they have absolutely no knowledge of even how to engage black people. They just they just looking for a job and this is what the job that got hired they asked, basically. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, they there and they trying to work with it. They know absolutely mm-hmm. nothing about black boys, absolutely nothing about, you know, uh the the environment of black African Americans, et cetera. But they in there teaching your ass. Cause you mm-hmm. want it in integration. You want an integration, you you got that shit. You know what I'm saying? This is the integration that they giving you. So it's like, what the yeah. fuck is they, what what the fuck is she gonna teach me? Teach me about? She don't yeah, even know shit. No, you saying that, brother James? You know that's the thing. Where it's like, it's like, I uh, I you know we. Oh, uh, I, 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 I I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you, man. I I'm hard pressed to think that our people really thought that white people could teach us better than we could teach our own selves. 
It was them few handkerchief-head Negroes who set us up with this shit. Because I'm telling you, the majority of people I dealt with even had ever even come across their mind to send their kids to white folks to get taught better. But because we put our trust and faith inside Negro leadership, Negro leadership, is that that's how we got bamboozled into integration would be better than segregation. That integration would be better than us being able to just at least get the same amount of money for our school system. Uh, if, if we could sit side by side then. Because the thing that I think that they ran with the integration was look like people, oh, this was some of the, uh, the psychology was like, listen, we have to, if we lived, if we was right side by side with them, they could see that we were good too. You know what I'm saying? Right. But, but the reason yeah, why they can't tell what we're good too is because we're not around them. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I'm leaning more towards that because it's like I think that what we thought was that sometimes the cracker used your morality against you and shit, your humanity against you and shit. This is why we'll do some shit right. Like, this is why they'll do some shit right. Like, it's a prime example of it. Zimmerman kills Trayvon Martin, right? They support Zimmerman. That's, they supported Zimmerman. Like, when you look at the polls and all that, they, most of them, you know, supported Zimmerman. You know what I'm saying? Those are the 50 50, this and that. You got a group of white people that's even giving them money and shit, right? So it's like, all right, if Zimmerman was a black person and Trayvon Martin was a white boy, black people would be like, nah, that shit was wrong with that nigga did. Most black people would say, well, again, lock that nigga up. You know what I'm saying? Most black people would say that. You know, you that were, was no, wrong you with what you did. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 they, the black... deal with shit. they deal with yeah. shit in a context. See, like, they uh-huh. always think about race first. Yeah, true. Just, true. Just, despite, what you, despite what you may think or what they say to you, the illusion is, right, to make you think that this shit is not about race. Well, that's how yeah. we control your ass. Exactly. Now, you done, you know you done I mean? wrong about that. Right, right. So it's like we got to make you be under this illusion of inclusion. So, yeah. You got to put up with all our shit, you know what I'm saying? Even mm-hmm. to the point where it's a culture within the workforce, where it's though, they feel as though you got to kiss their ass when you get hired. Mm-hmm. They, you, because ultimately, they, you got you, you to gotta make them feel comfortable around Exactly. You. That's, no, that's, because, the, that's the important and, and, word and, right and, there. And, and, and it's a whole process where if you don't make them comfortable around you, your ass getting fired. Yeah, no, you, you hit the right word. <laughs> comfortability. You know what I'm saying? They like to have right. a certain comfort level. That's the that's the right word. Is that if you if you don't make them comfortable, you know what I'm saying? And their comfortability is that you have acquiesced to racism, white supremacy. That you know your role. That we don't have to tell you your role any longer. You know it. You automatically and it, and it, go over there and get in your place. But if we have to tell you where your place at one time, then we know you don't know your role. And so we can't trust you. I'm uncomfortable around you. Right. And it's not even about you knowing your job or not. Mm-mm. You could be the perfect motherfucker for doing your job. But if you make them uncomfortable around you, if they are, if they are uncomfortable around you, you will either get fired or you're not progressing in that company. You're not, you're not progressing in that fucking job. You know yeah, what I'm saying? So they don't care so, about you on your job. Know your motherfucking right, exactly. role. 
That shit is exactly. So they'd rather have hire a motherfucker that's gonna kiss their ass as mediocre. Mm-hmm. As long as he know his role, he know his motherfucking role. You know what he's exactly. supposed to be? Yes, sir. All right, then. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll teach you the rest of this shit, boy. Right. It's a, so it's a whole process of you trying to, you know, um, make these motherfuckers comfortable around you and shit. You know uh-huh. what I mean? And if they don't feel comfortable, you'll never feel comfortable. Exactly. No matter how much you, no matter how much you smile, you'll always know that they're coming to get you. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, you know, uh, but just how the white man operate, right? I've been around this cracker long enough, right? Look, I, I'm working at this uh, insurance company. I'm like the male, male boy in there, whatever. So it's like, this is how they, this is how they, this is how they operate. The cracker come up to me like, yeah, uh, what's going on with Calvin? You know, this is another black guy in there. <laughs> and I'm like, um... Um, I'm like, yeah, yeah, what you, what you mean? He said, nah, nah, you know, you, you never, uh, you know, it's nothing different about him, blah, blah, blah. Now, the reason why he's saying that is because he don't know that Calvin already told me that they was arguing and shit, right? But this is what he trying to do, right? <laughs> he's trying to get me to side with him and shit. <laughs> to justify what he about to do to Calvin. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So he's trying to fill, so he's trying to fill me out first. He's trying to fill me out, like you know what I'm saying. So if I, if I would have said, "Well, like, yeah, yeah, Calvin, man, he's been tripping lately, man." Uh, yeah, gotta give him leeway. Gotta give him leeway to to, to say what he wanted to really want to say and shit. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and, and justify like, well, yeah, uh, yeah, I, I, you know, you know, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to the supervisor and, and I'm gonna have a supervisor, because, you know. He did his duty yeah. okay so he can get Calvin written up. We can count written up. <laughs> this, this is how he works. He's always, you know, he's a fucking snake, man. That's just his nature. Yeah. When you understand, like, the nature of the motherfucker, then you you can really be, you can control his ass when you understand his nature and shit. Oh, yo, Cal, yo, listen, that white man is slow, too. He's slow. He don't even, see, that's what they do. You know, they think we all ignorant. They think we all ignorant as hell. They think we all dumb as hell and don't know what the hell is going on. That's why he wouldn't even come to you with that shit. And not understand that you can see it for what it is and not what it appears to be. They, they think that we just fucking really want to just sit around and get along with them all the time. That's the best, that's the best camouflage that we have is the rest of our people. The rest of our people's ignorance. Is is a is a is the best camouflage that we have around white people, is you can get right up close on them, you know what I'm saying, in all different types of situations where you can fuck them right over, all on the stress that they think that we all ignorant because they watch BET, they watch an Empire, they watch Medea, they looking right. at little scrappy, boozy, they looking at that shit. So with that shit going on, they think that we slow. So that's how, you know, like, like you, how you caught him in his, in his motherfucking madness. Right. And my, my, boy, my boy's sister, she come on one day from work, like, telling us, like, you know, she used to work at the, the Philadelphia Zoo or whatever. She come on for work, like, yeah, yeah, I'm tired of this bitch, blah, blah, blah. So she tells us the story. You know, they got into some argument or whatever. I forget exactly what they were saying, but she was like, uh yeah, she started crying and blah blah blah. So so my boy bro, my boy was like, she was crying. He's like, you ain't get fired. 
<laughs> I was like, uh, she was like, no, nah, I ain't get fired. And I was like, yeah, you talking about a white girl? She's like, yeah, you made her cry. Now, because I know, we know for certain, you know what I'm saying, that most of the time that shit is cracking down tears, and she's doing that shit for a fucking reason. Ain't like you punched her in the face or nothing. Fuck you oh, crying for. She's trying, to, she's trying to dramatize the situation so your ass uh, gets tired. Mm-hmm. I said, no, he's like, no, nah. yeah, yeah. No, nah, I'm surprised your ass didn't get fired. You know, mm-hmm. sure enough, the next day she come home early, her ass fired. <laughs> she got fucked. She said, next fucking day, she was funny as hell because she's like, yo, and like, yo, you ain't get fired? Because we know for certain that when, she, when, they, when the white girl does that, She's doing that shit for a reason. That's that's her way of that's mm-hmm. her way of telling you know the establishment, okay, pounce on this motherfucker. Yeah, I don't man, want to... That's right. the white woman's to aggressiveness. The white woman go and cry right. at the drop of a motherfucking yeah, yeah. die, nigga. You you get a white bitch to cry and drop of a die. I was like, I just see I just was looking at a side metal motherfucking video. White bitch out there crying. Bobby Henry talking, talking, and the white bitch that's out there crying. Are you sad that I'm the Yes. Exactly. Yes. But, but see, right, that's the whole thing. Like what Bobby, like what Bobby, Bobby Henry was saying on that joint, right? But see, she fooled all y'all, right? Because she got y'all not even talking about what y'all was talking about no more. Y'all focusing on her ass and shit. Mm-hmm. She done really? twist the whole conversation up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You see, you like it, right, with, with them fucking tears. But see, like, like, like why, the, the whole thing is, right, that's how you know, right? They got a fucking spirit of fucking evilness. Like, it's like, even when you're doing your own shit, you don't even want to be around them motherfuckers. They still want to come along and kind of get in the mix and, like, what the fuck are you here for? Then, okay, you, you okay, motherfuckers, okay, you want to integrate, you integrate. That's a problem. They're taking our jobs. You know, <laughs> they'll say some shit like, oh, they're taking our jobs, right? But then they turn around and say, well, why don't you get your lazy ass up and work? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you you, you going to have both of them and shit. No matter what the fuck you're doing, it's a problem with this cracker. You no, know what I'm saying? That's because you know, whatever, it's like, whatever you do, I'm against that shit. Now, you know, they put that, they put that dual type of image out through their uh, media. You know, you got the, um, you got the, like, the, uh, uh, let's say, the you got the, the step and fetch it type of Negro. You know what I'm saying? He's all cooned out. He's lazy. He don't know nothing. He's slow. You know what I'm saying? Ridiculously slow. And then you got the, the big, bad gorilla also at the same time. You know what I mean? Not only is you lazy, slow, don't want to do nothing, but now on the, on the flip side, you super conniving, Super slick, super. You're a super criminal and super slow at the same goddamn time. You know what I mean? Just depending upon how he want to look at you. When nobody could be both of them at the same fucking time. Nobody could be a super mastermind criminal and just lazy as hell too. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> and then like you know, I'm reading the um that that the the book with that um brother Hey Rue was mentioning the burglary. Um, and what she's talking about is, like, how the black community was being surveillance, right? So she makes mention of, like, the different areas, like, that absolutely nothing to do with, like, um, any political movements, you know, that's being, you know, um, surveillance. 
you know what I'm saying, by FBI informants. And um, I'm reading this shit, so I'm thinking in my head, like, well, but damn, they are uncomfortable with us being here in America. Think about that shit. Like, you know, they are uncomfortable with this shit. It ain't that, like, it's an oppressive class. We already know that they're oppressing us, you know what I mean? But it, it hit me that really for a person to surveillance that extensively, uh, a community of people, it means that they feel as though that they feel as though that they are they want to prevent something from happening, obviously. But it's just like they really are uncomfortable with you being here. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel as they feel as though at any moment this shit can just blow up. Any moment is there's enough of them here that if they were to somehow wake up and shit, that this shit would be all over for us. You know what I mean? And that's the ultimate fear. You know what I'm saying? So this is why, like you say, the house niggas got to solidify it. This is why, like, you know, like, um, they got to paint a picture as to what is a friendly nigga. What is a nigga that we cool to be around? Mm-hmm. And you got to really put that image and shit. You know what I mean? You got to. You got to fit the cool nigga. You got you to gotta fit that image for us to be, for us to accept you. You know what I mean? But so you, know, like, you, know, you know, you're saying they, that, they, they, they on top of that, right? They have, like, a superiority complex, right? With those, like, um, a motherfucker that coon too much, they don't like them motherfuckers either. Now, exactly. That's all I was about to say. I want to say you that, I'm like, saying? yo, the, the only ones that they truly respect is people who, the only ones, and I go, you know, not to say that, but, but for the most part, the only ones that they have any sort of, uh, show any type of respect for is those who got knowledge of themselves, those who stand right, for themselves. Right, exactly, as far as respect. Like, yeah, like yeah. it's kind of like, you know, it's kind of like a, uh, it's kind of like, you know, um, you know, back in the day, like, you got the real, the real bad girls, like they fine as hell. Everybody say they look good, et cetera. So everybody kissing the ass. Everybody kissing the ass. They know they look good. See, the best thing to do is is go up there and then don't don't give them that attention that all the other motherfuckers is giving them. Cause she gonna wonder like, well, why he ain't? You know what I'm saying? Why he ain't? You know, doing all the stuff that all these other dudes doing. So now she's trying yeah, to get right. your attention. Right. So 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 it's like it's like a kind of uh it's a it's a it's a it's a complex. Whereas though it's like, you know, um now she wants to engage you on a particular level, you know what I'm saying? And there's a level of respect there. Because you're not kissing the ass, you're not kissing the ass and shit. So it's like it's like similar to that with the with the fucking cracker. Like, you go in, like, all the motherfuckers speaking to him and shit and blah, blah, blah. You don't say nothing to the cracker. You don't say nothing to him. So they try to test you and walk by, like, yeah, uh, can you um, can you hand me that over there and blah, 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 you know, you know blah, blah, blah. So they try to say something to you so you can speak to him. You still don't say nothing to the cracker. So now he's wondering about you. Yeah, he's one of the ones that knows this shit. Because cause in the back of his mind, what he's thinking, what this cracker is really thinking is that, like like what the, like what um, Leonardo DiCaprio said on on Django, 
He say, um, well, all these niggas in South Carolina, you know, how come they just ain't rebel? Well, we know there's a lot of rebellions. But he said, well, how come they just ain't rebel? He's trying to solidify why they are um, naturally submissive. He's trying, trying to uh, use that to support that. You know what I mean? Because in the back of his mind, he's thinking that, well, if they was in their right mind, they would kill my motherfucking ass. This is what he's thinking. Like, if oh. they got to be, they, these, these niggas got to be, they got to be out of their fucking mind. Because <laughs> if that was us, we'd have been killed y'all motherfuckers. And that's how they look at it. They don't see the him. See, and, and, and like Mikarau was saying, well, I think that was Brother Mikarau who mentioned about how, how humane we are. It's our certain humanity that we carry that keeps us, you know, that they count on. They count on our humanity to keep us from working them. You know what I mean? So they found out that. They found out about that. They found out that we had a certain type of humanity about ourselves and that it would enable them to be able to have us near to themselves as long as they kept playing upon our um, our nature of being what we would say godly or spiritually connected or understanding the, the balance of life or understanding the science of life and death. They, they bank on that. But that's why they fear. That's why they fear like political awareness. That's why mm-hmm. they fear like you know um, a motherfucker who knows history. That's why they fear mm-hmm. them because they're like, well, damn, if he know that, then he know. You know what kind of bullshit we're we supposed to be. We really supposed to be at war with each other because I mean, for example, if you go and say, well, you bombing the whole fucking, you bombing the whole Middle East because of what happened during the nine eleven and shit. So that, I mean. It's, if you, if, you, if, you, if, you operate, if you operate on that level, that, okay, if we think like you, if we think like the white man that whole, bombed the whole fucking Middle East and North Africa, right, because of what happened during 9-11 15 years ago, right, then that would mean that, well, shit, what would be, how are we supposed to respond to what you did to us and shit? Exactly. And they understand you know I mean? that political, and they understand that by us being politically aware that we'll start drawing conclusions like that. But being religiously over, or religious zealots, they'll keep us away from that because we're always looking for somebody else to be that counteractor, to be the one who um, is, at the end of the day, will bring forth that retribution and justice. But once you start dealing with a political system, political systems make you look for justice your own self because it, cause that's, what, that's what it is. You're creating policy in order for you to be able to get what you deserve. You know what I mean? And, and religion don't give you that, that ability to create policy. The policy is always already set. You, you already set that you got to do this. You got to wait for Yeshua, Yoshua, Muhammad, Buddha. You got to wait for somebody, though. Come save yeah, because I mean that's how you know it's all a, a particular origin to all that shit. Because everybody's waiting for some motherfucking body to come back. Is uh, I mean, and, and then you know within the the well Christianity and Islam, they waiting for the same person to come back. They waiting for Jesus to come back. Exactly. So we know ultimately that that's form of uh, Christianity or Roman Catholicism. Yeah, you know, you, you know they got to be the same. Like, you know. Like like where they they uh they waiting for the return, mm-hmm. they wait for the return of this Messiah. You know um you know they they got different interpretations of what the, actually this return is, but both of them believe that he coming out the fucking sky. 
<laughs> we know that for sure. Because, you know, in the Hadith, he's descending with two angels beside him. And, you know what I'm saying? And in the Bible, it says that he's going to, the clouds going to open and all this type of shit. So, But at the end of the day, we still just want to hold up. And we have no, see, what it does is it gives you no control over your own life. The religion gives you no control because, like, like, you already have a set destiny. But with politics, you have to set your destiny. If you not, if you not controlling, you you know, under under the political system, you know that there are ramifications for things that you do and things that you don't do. So you start to understand that if we don't, um, if we don't show our money up together, then two generations from now we won't have this. But with religion, it it does not give you the mind state to start to plan for those things the next generation, the next generation after that. It gives you no idea to come up with the thought that what, what will we achieve in the next 20, 30 years? You know, you don't have those type of things because with religion, and as we, as we always know, religion puts us at the end of days all the time. You're always in the last days. You know what I mean? We've been in the last days since the book came out. Really? Right. Right, right, right. Yeah, right, right. Every 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 generation or so, you already got a motherfucker talking about the world's about to end. <laughs> well, I'm saying though, we've been listening, right? It's been two thousand. We've been in the last days for two thousand years, accordingly to biblical. You know what I'm saying? At least, all right, nineteen hundred since since the alleged passing away. You know what I'm saying? Uh, of uh, Jesus the Christ. The last passing away of Serapis, uh, Soul Invictus, Mithra, whatever the hell you want to call them. But it says the passing away at, at 33, 32, uh, uh, common era, all the way to mm-hmm. now, we've just been waiting for him to come back. You feel me? That's 1,900 years of waiting for him to come back. It's been the end of the day since he left. Because once he left, he was supposed to leave to come back. To really set this shit off. Well, that's that's a big conspiracy, you know what I'm saying? Because ultimately, you know what I mean. What the Roman Catholic Church did was they they kind of historicalized, you know, Christ into a person. Like you know, because ultimately, if you believe in in the Christ, really the Christ is supposed to be within everybody. You know what I'm saying? Within within you know the original man and woman. You know, uh, Rizzo. You come into a higher level of living, a higher level of being. You know that was the initial um, uh, Christ. When you read about the Gnostic Christians, these are the Christians that they killed off. When they say like, yeah, the early followers were killed off. Those were the Gnostic Christians that didn't believe in the historical Christ. They killed them off, and uh, they create a historical Christ, and it's all constructed by the Roman Catholic Church. To, so you could believe in something outside of yourself. So they say, well, no, the Christ is not. And, I mean, well, Christ is in you, but you got to believe in this motherfucker that lives. Yeah. Because, I mean, when, when you look at, like, you know, um, for example, uh, like what the documentary that uh, somebody put, somebody sent, you know what I mean, on the text, they were like, there's no historical evidence during this time period that Jesus existed, this, this 30 oh. AD, okay, you know, yeah, etc. You, know, like, you know what I mean? So it was like, um, and then he went on to say that, in fact, none of the motherfuckers, Abraham, how how come it's no historic that none of these motherfuckers exist? Solomon, they digging shit up. You know, they're supposed to be great rulers and all this type of shit. There's no historical evidence of none of them motherfuckers. None, not that, one. You know what I mean? 
So so no. it's like, you know, this whole thing is predicated around you looking to the other motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? These are the prophets and these are the motherfuckers that you honorate and you can't really do it yourself. You gotta look for wait for Jesus to come back. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So this the the big conspiracy is to um you know, they created a, a figure that never existed for you to look to at the answer. The answer was, you know, um, the Christ was actually the you for the baby. When, when, the, when the answer is you, you the answer. You, nobody, listen, God ain't going to send nobody. You're already here. So what the fuck? That's the bottom line. Yo, listen, Brother Cole said something funny as hell inside the guy's chat room, though. When you look at uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, right? And he was like, yo, listen, man. He said, yo, a white person don't need no script when they got to play a racist in a movie. They just think about their daddy. Right. 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 You know what I mean? So, you know, you know, this shit has really been, um, it, white supremacy is like another form. I mean, is it's it another form. You know what I mean? Whereas though, it's really you. It really, if you ain't, you know, they dehumanize you. You know what I'm saying? If you, if you're not really, you know, uh, far as within their scope of thinking, that you're outside the realm of even being civilized and shit. You know what I'm saying? It's like um, you almost get labeled to the point of being a fucking animal, and this is how they treat African Americans. You know what I mean? It's like. <clears throat> If you're not fitting in the paradigm of what they want you to fit in within the confines of this system, whereas though you you got it, why don't you get a job at McDonald's? Like, like how are you gonna like look at the options that they give a motherfucker, right? That they disenfranchise. They say, well, yeah, well you can work at McDonald's, mm-hmm. but they know well that they wouldn't work at McDonald's. What's their fucking McDonald's? Yo, listen, hold on a second, brother, brother Jane. I'm gonna, we're going to go right back into the McDonald's thing. But I just want to let everybody know, you know, it's Slaughterhouse Saturday. The lines is open. We got open lines tonight. We just chopping it up, getting in good. If you got uh, anything you want to throw in, throw it in the chat room or, um, you know, uh, come on day. The, the lines is open. Right probably. Yeah, you know what I mean? So it was like uh. They'll tell you they'll tell you to do these fucking mean out jobs and shit that they wouldn't do. Right. Mm-hmm. Because in many ways they they uh they look at you as being uh one less than them, but even to the realm of not even being a fucking human. Exactly. Now, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. So it's like, you know, they they say well like, you know, um and then they'll treat you like they'll treat they treat our educated like like for example, like you're in school, right? And you'll do something You'll do something to show, like, you know, that you, like, got some, you know, sense in education or creativeness. They'll treat you like a fucking animal that, that was able to say a human word and shit. You know what I'm saying? It's like, like you like a fucking, uh, yeah, yeah, you know. Uh, you the class you the class Yeah, yeah, exactly. Man, it's like, this, this is like a fucking miracle. Like, how can this nigga know that? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> You know what I mean? Yo, so that's some bullshit. You don't say that. You know why? When I was a little kid, right? Let me tell you. Let me tell you. This is some bullshit. But when I was a little youngster, right, uh, 
know what I'm saying? I, I had, you know, I, I was, I was kind of sharp and could read real well and all that shit, right? So I'm in kindergarten, I could read, like, you know what I'm saying? I could read, like, really be able to read and shit. So they did that shit was like special to them. So these motherfuckers dressed me up like uh, George Washington Carver, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, son, these niggas put fucking chalk in my afro, son. Put me on the side, coat and glasses, and marched me all around the school, son, making peanut butter. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I know, all the little classes making peanut butter, man. Now I'll tell you, son, that shit, <laughs> that shit fucked me up, son. It fucked me up as a kid, son. I'm telling you, man. Yeah, yeah that's what he is because it brought me to some like some older kids' class and the older kids like laugh and shit, son. That shit fucked me up for a second, man. They brain you like you some like some type of fucking like fucking monkey looking stuff like a fucking human man. I'm telling you right now, man. I might have been seven years old, so that's like thirty years ago. So I'm telling you, man, that shit scarred me, man. I can remember that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's like you know, uh, that that shows you that like you know, um, it's a form of like dehumanization. They they like you know what I mean they predicated the whole shit or the justification for yeah. encroaching upon indigenous nations oh, as a form of civilizing the savage, <laughs> civilizing the savage, and you just see like this is a a form of that and shit. We say okay. modernization, Americanism, globalization. Oh, it's the same concept and shit. They they kind of like, well, if you're not fitting this criteria and you're not going about these standards, then you're a third world nation. You're not even fucking human. Matter of fact, you deserve to starve and shit. Yo, you're going to put things on your ass. Because you're, Yo. you're not even a fucking human. Yo, brother, because you're not really following what civilized people do. Yo, brother, Jay, let me tell you something, right? Let me tell you something that was weird about that shit. I'm, I'm listening to what you're saying. Let me tell you something weird about what I was just saying about that kindergarten shit. Is that when I first started doing it, I was mad excited about being George Washington Carver. You feel me? I liked it. He was a black scientist and all that shit. By the end of the day, I ain't like that shit at all. You feel me? That was some bullshit right there. I could see that, that that shit was, it wasn't a way to build me up. That shit, that shit helped break down. I could see that. Right. Right, right. Because really, really, right, when they have, like, for example, like, a, a, you know, this is what they, they throw at us to make it, like, this is all predicated on making, making it, like, you're the problem. You know what I'm saying? Because ultimately, like, they have, like, a great mind. They see that you have a great mind and a great potential. So they parade you around the school to make it, like, look, look. We were successful at educating the motherfucker. When all along, you just do how to fucking read. You know what I'm saying? So this is why they, they had to parade it, because ultimately, somebody's going to take a picture. Somebody's going to show the principal. Somebody's going to, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, look, yeah, we have, you know, brothers like Brother Bourne. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, felt, <laughs> I, felt, you know, I felt like that. He's like a little monkey. Right? Right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I felt like a little monkey, too. I can, I'm telling you, sir. I'm going to fuck up, man. What a life, man. That shit fucked me up, man. Yeah, so, you know what I mean? This whole shit is around, like, you know, and this is the, uh, the, uh, the deception and shit. Geez. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Because, like, look, they, they, they make it like, you know, uh, well, so what's the excuse for the other motherfuckers? You know what I'm saying? 
what's the excuse for for the motherfucker? Like, for example, that you know, a parent. You know what I mean? That's why education started at home. But you think I like like a parent that's sending their kids to school? Okay, well, the, the teacher teach you how to read and shit. You know what I'm saying? You get to school, and the dad label you as slow and shit. The LD they throw your ass in the LD class. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They have like these alternatives and shit, right? It's like some some weird shit, right? They got these fucked up alternatives for your ass, and this is all based off his mentality and shit. Because if you're not following the way we want to teach you, and if you're if you're not getting this this whole the whole confines of our system of education and learning, then you're slow. Not not that the not that the way I'm teaching you is fucked up. It's something matter with your ass. You slow. So we gotta put you in this fucking class. Whereas though you you're 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 basically um disenfranchised educationally within our system. Because you're not fitting the standards of what we find of, of how we educate motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? So they have a habit of doing this shit. You know what I mean? Well, they say, well, the African-American, you know, he's searching for jobs and all this and whatever, blah, blah, blah. You have a whole disenfranchised group of people and shit. They, they, we got to disenfranchise them because they don't fit the criteria. You know what I mean? <laughs> Thus you have, I mean, you know, look at the aspirations of America within itself. Mm-hmm. Dangerous. And within itself, they, they influx the whole... After, after they had to acquiesce to certain things and get a, a, a lot of certain privileges within this whole hell of North America, they say, well, we can't give these niggas all this shit. So we got to we gotta kind of, you know, mix this up with some foreigners. Because really, exactly. at that point, at that point, America was over. We motherfuckers don't understand that shit. Like, okay, most honorable Elijah Muhammad wrote um, The Fall of America, right? Because at that point, when we say, well, integration, America, as they know it, is over. Because remember, this is all predicated around you being a fucking subservient within our system. You know what I'm saying? So any form of integration, even with a, a bourgeoisie class of niggas, this America is over. So, oh, well, fuck it then. Let the foreigners in. Because what we want to do, we want to mix this whole shit up. With, so even the crackers that stay here, because the only thing that's keeping us within this whole shit, because America was always expendable because we had motherfucking, um, these ain't nothing but criminals over here anyway. So what we're going to do is we're going to influx this whole shit with foreigners. You know what I'm saying? The Indian, the, the you know, um, people from the continent, you know, uh, the Asians, etc. We're going to influx it. And we, what we want to create is a, a whole new race of people. You know, this biracial shit. Yo, they promote yeah, this shit with though. Now, now, thirty, fifty years from now. Hold on, brother. 30, 50, hold on, hold on. With the with the my biracial, with the biracial right now. You about to say thirty? There's gonna be a whole other race of people, a whole other group. Now, that's all you you go on to hit to that, right? But with this biracial thing, right now, how do you look at the mulatto as an ally? You know what I'm saying? Can it? Is there a standard that that we should use as what ally Milano could be, or or should we just group them as a whole separate group of people? Well, what's happening here in America is that you gotta categorize them as a separate group of people. You know what I'm saying? Because ultimately, you have a situation where though 
not all biracial motherfuckers are half black and half white. Motherfuckers, we think, well, biracial, half black, half white. No, you got motherfuckers that's half Indian, half Puerto Rican, half Indian, half Chinese, and, you know, everybody is fucking mixing. And they categorize all that shit as biracial. You know what I'm saying? All that shit is lumped to biracial. But dealing specifically with the half black and half white, they can't say that the fucking, I mean, if their mom is a white person, you know what I mean? And I even I even go as far as to say, well, the the children look different. Like like when you have, for example, right, uh, <laughs> a, a black man and a, a white woman, that child looks different from when a uh, a white woman, a white man and a black woman have a child. Yeah, yeah listen, right, brother, based off based off the wait wait based off the incubation. You know what I'm saying? Because remember, you have a a, the, the, um, a baby developing inside of a white womb. So but as a result, it's, it's a totally different baby. Yeah, true. True. I, I, you know I, I, agree, with that. I agree with that totally. That the physiology is going to be something right. that is going it's going to be a lot of different. Based off of incubation, right? So, so like you know, you're dealing with a whole mess of shit when you're dealing with that whole thing. You now, know what I mean? Check this out, right? Now you're saying that. Now I've seen I've seen a couple more both sides, right? I've seen some come out of white women look. I'm talking about naughty hair jokers. I've seen some of them come out of white women look like Mexicans. You know what I'm saying? So you know I I've seen them look all different kind of ways. You know what I mean? So I was just I was just asking that question where where was the line? Because you know historically we got a certain way to look at them because of how. Historically, they always tend to see seem the side with the white side, no matter if their mother was white or father was white. They seem to historically want to side with the white side. But when they come over and fight for us, they usually fight hard. Now, go ahead and hit that point that you was going to talk about about 30, 30 40 years from now. Brother James. Um, What Sound like he got cut off. Wow, he, I see he he'll see his line. He's breaking it down. He's going in tonight. We had our brother James up here going in in a little while. What happened to you, brother James? I see you out there. Your phone might be on mute. Yeah, yeah. Hello. <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah, yeah. So you know, what I mean, uh, yeah, I mean. <clears throat> So it's a whole dynamic even with the biracial because they do some shit like, you be like, yeah, well, stop, you know, stop black on black violence. And they'll fuck the whole game up. Well, let's just say stop violence, period. You know what I'm saying? Because ultimately their mother is white. Their father is white. You know what I mean? Let's save the black community. Well, no, let's just say let's save the community. You know what I mean? Because, like, it's a conflict. They, they have a conflict. Some of them do. Because remember, this is different from slavery time. Like this is different from uh, when we were being oppressed. Because they had a group of uh, mulattoes that they seen that. Well, damn, the white man is a fucking slave master, and he, and he raped my mother. So they already hated that white side. You know what I'm saying? They hated that white side already and shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Whereas though, like you know. Uh, um, today, 
is is totally different because it's like yo, you know they they love their fucking mother, they love their fucking father or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, so it's a whole different it's a whole different situation. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Whereas mm-hmm. now it's like you know um well shit. Well, then I can't let you talk about my mom like that. Like, you know what I'm saying? You know, a white man is a devil. What are you trying to say my, my pop is a devil? Like, what are you talking about? You know what I mean? How how you can you, you know, um, really sufficiently fight side by side with a person that is in the back of their mind, is, have a conflict within their own self? You know what I'm saying? You see, see like, you know, uh, them at, at a certain point, they have to define themselves. Within their life, a person that's biracial, they got to define themselves. Like, what exactly am I going to be? You know what I'm saying? Am I going to be, because, you know, obviously the white people totally disregard you. They, they, they just call you black. You know what I'm saying? They just leave you black. But am I going to be a motherfucker that's kind of like, uh, you know, be around the white motherfuckers and basically be a, uh, a white nigga to them? Or am I going to go to the black community? Because remember, the black community just accepts you. Okay, you, you black, whatever. You a light skinned dude, blah blah blah, whatever. You know what I'm saying? When in reality, in the back of my mind, we could tell the difference between a light skinned black person and a biracial person. We automatically could tell it's a difference. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you know, um, they know you know they they have to make that choice. You know what I'm saying? They have to make that choice as to like, you know, uh you know, which what side they're gonna go on. Or I may be mm-hmm. on the back Well so so you know, it's a conflict of interest, but you know, even on the decision that they make, you know what I'm saying, it's always that side that's looming. Okay. The white or the white father, you know, they they you know, obviously, you know, care for that's their parent or whatever. So, you know. Yeah, like you know, Shit is crazy now to the point, though. You know what I'm saying? That what they're doing is they're doing away with America. See, motherfuckers don't understand, but once they, 30 years from now, right, this shit going to be so mixed up, right, that now they could do the extermination shit. You know what I'm saying? Because also, what, what's, saving is, what's saving America is the fact that you still got a couple of, you still got white America. You know what I'm saying? White America in, in the confines of America, you know what I'm saying, it, within this structure, you know what I'm saying? So when we do away with the values, you know what I'm saying, because they don't really give a fuck necessarily about, you know, the criminals that they put over here. But this shit is about, you know, white supremacy ultimately, you know what I mean? And, like, you know, if they're coaching upon the indigenous nations, you know what I'm saying, these third world nations, the all all the non white nations. They had to create a situation in America where though, yeah, we're not over here massively exterminating our own people. So now they got to make a fucking choice. Are you with this fucking integration shit? Yeah. We allow the, the, the Mexicans, the, the everybody in there. Okay, we promote the whole shit. We leave the floor out to you. Homosexuality is illegal. Uh interracial marriage is cool. All this shit is glad. Now, now we're going to see about 30, 40 years from now how mixed this shit is going to be. You know what I'm saying? Which is going to create a whole form of total chaos. You know what I'm saying? 
going to create a whole form of total chaos. Now we can implement a police state more comfortably. You know what I'm saying? Whereas though, you know, um, you know, the motherfucker that come over here, you ain't even have a motherfucker idea of having a global police. This is what they say when they say New World Order and all this type of shit. Have a global police. Whereas though, you may have motherfuckers over here that's from Russia and shit. Now you're saying yeah, that, man. Brother Jay. Hold up, Brother Jay. You're saying that. That's already in, in Kentucky and in Tennessee. They got spots out there where they already got signs that's written in uh, goddamn Russian. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, they train so, so them like, already on this soil. Right. My, so question, like, it's, my, it's, my question is, what, what, what do we need to do as a people to get ourselves organized and get ourselves set up. We, you know, I, I, I've been sitting here for a while. My name is Tariq, matter of fact, uh, from Africa.com. I've been sitting here hearing your brother speak on what's going on and things of that nature. But what I'm looking to hear is basically how can we as, as people um, or descendants from people of the sun, how can we in turn get ourselves set up economically, socially, you know what I'm saying, and organized that's what I need to hear because right now, uh, brother, you just said earlier, these uh, Europeans are on a killing spree, and we know automatically that they're in turn looking to get rid of us, any kind of, any dark-skinned individual, you know what I'm saying, uh, they're trying to eliminate or break down. I heard one more thing you said, which is true. Uh, white folks know their time is coming to an end. And for them, being long-term thinkers, they already put some into into uh, in, in a, in a move ahead already. And one of the moves they got put in, into the head is basically breathing with our black women to keep their lineage going. So I just basically just want to hear, brother, somebody give me uh, some type of a solution or give us some type of solution for us as a people to come together and start getting ourselves prepared and uh, military-wise, economically-wise, socially-wise, and bring the thing uh, together as uh, a strong uh, black unity. So you know, I like to hear that from some of the brothers. What, what is the solution to this pollution? But, you know, one of the, one of the uh, main things that we got to do and what we have to produce is first and foremost is the proper propaganda to put out to the people. You understand? So that's, a, that's the one that... Um, of areas that we develop in our own self right here on this platform is having a proper media propaganda that will make sure that we have a proper understanding of exactly what we're dealing with because um, like it's a, a few of us who do know what what's going on, the masses of our people are asses or we wouldn't even be having this conversation right now because, uh, you know, and uh, one of the uh, other things, though, that has to be done is just is this trepidation of the family union, because once we, we know and understand that as Africans, our community starts with the family, because a strong family can show to the other people in the community around us what is needed and what's proper. That's where the first uh, economic, military, and educational system is going to start right up outside of the family structure, and that's going to emanate out to those who are around you. You know, um, as earlier in the program, my sister Camille said earlier, you know, one thing that um, we know is that it took us over 400 years in this land to get into this situation for the crack of the strippers down to this point right here 
So it's not going to be overnight that we be able to get it back, but it's the building of strong home, you know what I'm saying, and family structure, and that will start to be, begin to build everything back. Because like you said, military-wise, if you're not ready to protect your woman and child, you're not going to be ready to protect the nation. We got the thing where our men are being over-feminized, where they're not willing to protect their own ass. So now we're dealing with that situation also. So one of the things we have to do is show up the home. Uh, a lot of people might not like it, but some of, you, some of the men who might have a lot of things going stable for yourself, they got everything rocking right, you might have to look into taking on more than one wife. In order, and you know, and don't just go looking for women who don't have no kids. Some of these women have children who just, you know, they uh, the fathers have been uh, slain in the field. And, you know, we need to start, um, as men, start to take on some of these responsibilities. And those are the things that are going to help us build that community structure, uh, economic structure. And I, I really think that our economic things is going to change. We're going to have to start looking at economics differently and somehow differently than what the Caucasian has given us. You know, we need money, but I think that we're going to have to come up with a different economic plan that's uh, more African and start really looking into how we can be more self-sufficient and more uh, independent with the resources that are right here on the land that is around us. So that's some of the few uh, things that I, I would say, you know, uh, are solutions. And yeah. as I said, you know, this is propaganda. This is our, our propaganda machine, which is always key in war because we are at war right now. You know, even the building a strong, you know, it's going to be hard to build a lot of different things in war. We have to really start to take it in that manner. And, and, and that's one of the things that we like to always express to the people that at all times. What about that's where we are, state of war. Okay, one more thing that we need to look at as well. Uh, and uh, and the reason why I'm asking because uh, this is something we trying to work here on in St. Louis, and that's now, basically the outfit. Yes, I was going to say the other brother might want to add on some things. I don't, I don't know. Then you can come right on back in. I know we got a couple more. Yeah, um, yeah, uh, yeah. I was going to say um, one of the things that we made a mistake because I mean we're dealing with like you know I guess the the polar opposite of uh, what occurred in the 1960s. We was proactive without think tanks, without what doing what we're doing now. Yes, As sir, a result, right. we will eventually make the, make the decision of integrating in with this beast, mm -hmm. the masses of us, because we were so proactive without actually talking about what we were dealing with. And to the point where Martin Luther King said, well, am I integrating my people into a burning house? This is already after the fact that he began to promote that shit. Because he was so active before he stopped and thought, what exactly, I'm, what exactly, who are these people that I'm dealing with and exactly why are they being so aggressive towards nonviolent protests? See, we were so focused on we're going to integrate. We're going to integrate. No matter what you do, we're going to integrate. But, like, yo, why are they so aggressive to people that, you know, coming at them nonviolently? You ain't even, you ain't even, uh, question the nature of the people who you wanted to engage uh, or integrate with. So it was like they, we were proactive without thinking about, you know, um, or strategizing. As a result, we now left vulnerable in all areas, whether it's education, economic, you know what I'm saying, politically, to, to this beast. Educational. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, you know, um, 
this is what we're like what the brother was saying. Like this is what now we gotta bring out awareness of the fact because right, <laughs> you know, the, right. this black this this black history month is like, you know, we talking about well, um they teach you in black history month in the schools that integration was the turning point in American history. That this is the, the integration was the the point where all the fucking uh, shit got all good for everybody. And now we're all American and equality and all this type of shit. Right, you know what right. I'm saying? So they sell, they selling us the lie where most people believe in that shit. And, and, and to the point where they hear a brother like uh, Brother Bourne, Brother McElroy, you know, you know, Sister Camille talk, they say, well, you're teaching segregation. Because when they think about segregation, they think about what the cracker used to do to them during antebellum period. So they against that shit. You know what I mean? We talking about doing it for self. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's like, right, right. We gotta first bring out the awareness because we we are a very small minority. You know what I'm saying? The average black person, you know, <laughs> half these motherfuckers say that white man ain't the problem. It's these niggas out here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it was like, real, you know, real, real, real quick, what's your name, bro? Mm-hmm. My, my name's Olamar. One of my pleasure hearing your speech, man. You're definitely on point. And I'm going to do this real quick. Uh, don't let us not forget the psychological thing they're using. It's a new game they're using now. It's a psychological concept. That's how they study us. You know, they offer things, especially with the, with the uh, uh, fads, uh, media, as they call social media. Don't forget that a lot of things they're using is, is, is a is a experiment. That you know, just the uh, the test us to see how we think, you know, how we move. Secondly, we need to start working on that uh, mental slavery type of concept because if you don't catch the mind, you ain't gonna move that behind. I, it's no doubt about it. So you have to realize that's another sickness that we have too is that mental slavery concept. Where you going at right now, brother, with the segregation integration concept, and we're the one that's been already colonized. See, we, they colonize Africa. They colonize our minds. So right. we in turn got to, we in turn got to in turn find a way to turn that around it, with our own people because we are worst enemies right now because we don't know a lot of us are stuck in here and and, and don't realize what these uh, European is doing to us mentally because this is a mental thing that's going on right now straight up. So we got to understand how they are. You said it earlier, brother. We at war. But you got to, we got to understand how we're at war. We're at war in, in, in a many different ways, and one of the main wars that we're in is psychological war. You know what I'm saying? If they got your mind, they got everything else. So we got to understand that. So I'm going to let you take a picture before. I just want to throw that in there, brother. Yeah, I, I think that, you know, um, see, like, like what you said, like, the thing is that they convince black people, right, that they're not even in a fucking race. You know what I'm saying? When they are actually in a fucking race, like it's like you know, uh, or in competition, you know what I'm saying? It's like uh, they made us buy into the value system, or or they made us buy into integration. Where mm-hmm. so we thinking that we all we we thinking that to get a nigga right, or for a prime example, right? You have a nigga supervisor, right? You know what I'm saying? And it's a is a um is an African trying to get a job, black man trying to get a job. That nigga supervisor will, quote, unquote, say, well, I'm going to judge. He got a black person, a white person, a Chinese person. He's going to get the person that best fits the job. 
Because with his integration mindset, you know what I'm saying? Whereas though if it was a Chinese person, he's going to kind of lean towards the Chinese person just because he's Chinese. But see, see, once you buy into their whole mind state of integration, you know what I'm saying, you're buying into a value system now. You know what I mean? Whereas though everybody else is thinking race first, they got you again, integration. How is that possible? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? How is it possible that, you know, um, you have a Chinese store just about on every corner within the inner cities in the, in the Northeast and a, and a Chinatown that don't have one back store? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because you brought into the idea of integration. You know what I'm saying? So good, you know, to, to the point where is that only we know that ultimately when we try to move with this crackhead mass, he moves out of the communities and finds another way to, another place to live. Or he justifies the communities that you're in so he could prevent you from coming in on a massive scale, right? So <clears throat> what we do is, right, our only our only form of integration which will make us comfortable and make us think that this shit is actually working is our fucking dollars, is our money. Yeah. We yeah, integrate we our money. We, we'll go yeah. to the China man. We'll go to the, 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 the poppy store. we go to the Indian man. We'll we go to yeah. everybody. Peace, peace, peace. That's right. Yeah. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because ultimately, that's, our, that's, that's us solidifying that's that this is integration. That we're in the system. Because yeah, everywhere else, we're just in franchise. Mm-hmm. We're in a system. We're we in a system. That's true enough. But the question is, we are, we are rich people. We have the money. And the proof of it is, like the brother said, the proof of it is, is that when these uh, uh, people come into this country, they come into the black neighborhood. They set up shop and they sell us what we need. Because why? Why? Why is that? Because they know we have the money. The problem is, like the brother was just saying, we can instead of in turn creating our own systems. You know what I'm saying? We in turn pump our money into the system, someone else's system. So we in turn the reason why they're able to come into our neighborhoods because we allow it because we haven't learned yet. I just seen a brother mm-hmm. type it here on the screen. Exactly. That, that we don't we are not economically inclined educationally because we have enough we see buildings in our neighborhood and we pass them every day, but no one in turn is, is sitting down talking like the brother said earlier, I think Tank saying, Why don't we try to get together? And I was just talking to Sister uh Race first. We were just in the chat room on, on Africa.com and we then I was just talking to her about, you know, basically, you know, getting organized to the point to where we got to get our people to understand that we need to in turn start uh, learning how to pull our resources together to start buying some type of property, facility, something. That's a start so we can start teaching our children this financial and economic and cultural concept. We got to take control of that. Right. You know, I'm going to tell you. Listen, I'm going to tell you what we need to do and really what we don't want to do. I'm going to tell you what we need to do that we don't want to do. We don't want to start inside, inside somebody's house. We don't want to start with just two of us inside somebody's house in their living room and at the classroom. And we don't want to start there. And that's, and that's what would be, be messing us up because 
when you, you know, and I'm not saying that we shouldn't have the aspirations or shouldn't have the goal that we want the the best of facilities. You know I'm saying that we have to we have to just go ahead and go from the point that we got right there and just go and say, listen, all right, then we're going to – if not, we find somebody garage and we'll turn that into the classroom. One room, we got a classroom. We set up, you know, you can set up a chalkboard. You can put up a, one of those whiteboards where you can run your, um, you know, your projector and all that stuff, show everything on the screen, run your PowerPoints and all of that. You know what I mean? And um, that could be done. You know, and so that's what I think that we need to go ahead and really start with the resources that we already have because the resources are around us, like you were saying, and the one thing that I always say is that it's not the resources, it's not the uh, economics that we don't have, you know what I'm saying? And I, uh, It's the economics. We have the money. We don't have the mind state or what to do with the money, and that's, how right, we, and that's right. why... That's why what I was saying is about the propaganda is what we have to do is we have to steadily beat into our people the right mental attitude, you know what I'm saying, the right attitude to have, the right perspective to have when dealing with, you know what I'm saying, when dealing with the Timberhu and all the people who practice racism, white supremacy upon us, you know what I'm saying? We got to make sure that we deal with them all like in the same, like Brother um. You know, when he made the analogy about going to a job and you have, you know, see, this is what happens if if you got a Chinese person, right, and he had a job and most of the people white around him and they practice racism, white supremacy, even if a Chinese person come in there and try to get a job, he ain't going to like them. He's going to go for the white person. You got a white, a Chinese, and a black. And you, we got to realize that we're dealing in a system like that where it's, it's stacked against us where everybody are stacked against us. They're all getting that right, position exactly. to play that role. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Everyone is getting that position to play that play that racist white supremacist role on them without a single right. problem. So that's why so we they, have to do Oh, go ahead. You know what I mean? Um, I was going to say my bad. I cut you off. All right, go ahead. Um, I was gonna say they 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 are like you know the, the incubators or they they kind of like the first line of defense now for the system of white supremacy, the Arab, the, the Indian. Yeah, you know what I'm saying they they reinforce, uh, they reinforce one the, the illusion that this American shit works. You know what I'm saying because remember it's uh <laughs> predicated around you know um uh what they call the the, the American dream and. Life, liberty, yeah. and the pursuit of happiness. Of happiness. But this yeah. is all off the back of the African. It's still the same system. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's like, you know, um, and then and then secondly, if you were to wake up, who would be the first person, people to suffer because of that? The Arabs. The you the closest right. one. The closest right. one. So, so it's incumbent for them to keep you, you know, uh, <laughs> in a state of dependency. As well, because <laughs> they will keep you confused. I know that's the white supremacy doing keep you confused. I'm telling you, listen, yo, listen, right, uh, yo, really full of books. You got to uh, everything in there. I'll tell you to use it. He don't tell you to use it, but I'll tell you, he got a couple gems in there that run along with what you're talking about. How and that's how racism, white supremacy, do it. It is it, made to keep you confused. 
you know what I'm saying, at all points in time about who is the real enemy. It always set up to put somebody else as the fall guy. But at the end of the day, you got to always remember who and is running the system. Yeah, you always uh-huh. got to you always got to deal with who runs the system. Like no matter what, that's the easiest way to deal with this stuff. And and, and that's for everybody listening. The easy way to deal with it is that you got to realize who runs the system, no matter what's going on. Who is running the system that set that shit up to happen? Right. That's who, so that's who is to blame. Uh-huh. You got to look at them all the time. Because any time that you take your eye off of them, you won't be able to build for the right thing. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? And and they, they finally to come because, remember, they putting their kids through college with that money that they're getting from you. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? They they living in communities, you know, mm-hmm. uh, buying their houses and all that type of shit with that money. Yep, Imagine if you were just all of a sudden wake up. You know what I'm saying? You all of a sudden wake up and keep the dollars within the black community. You become consciously aware of how you're spending your money. That will have a reciprocal impact on them, which it will have an impact on the power structure. Because remember, they based this shit off of capitalism. This is how this whole shit runs. You know, yeah. if you ain't buying shit, this shit ain't gonna work. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mass consumption. And nobody spends like the African. You know what I mean? So, you know, uh, just by the mere fact that you, we got to create a, a, a class where it's though, a subservient class where it's though, they're in constant dependency. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They don't own anything. So we got we to gotta give them housing. We got to give them, you know, education. We got to give them everything. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I'm telling you, the system is set up for the fall. This is why people got to be aware of is that that we got to look at this. That's why history is is so important is to watch how it's been done historically. We we being set up for the fall for them to be able to just destroy the whole thing and let it fall down like they didn't know what was happening. Right, and that's what I meant. That's what I meant by when they when they create a situation where you though you have a whole mixed group of people here and. And then, 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 okay, 50 years from now, right? You have a whole generation of what they say, biracial and all this type of thing. Well, then we, we, we take away, uh, you know, um, we say, we say the, the, the stock market crash or um, whatever, say the, the, the dollar crash or whatever, you know, because we already know the dollar ain't been worth shit since FDR and shit. So it's like, you know, they, the, these international bankers decide, okay, now let's pull the rug on this whole shit. And you got mass confusion, riots, all this type of shit going on. They would justify a military state and all this type of shit that motherfuckers talk about. They label as conspiracy theorists or whatever. But see, you know, the whole thing is predicated and has always been about the fucking African. Remember, because remember, he has no... This is the one, like uh, John Henry Clark said, we are unobligated people. We don't, nobody could say, we don't, we are unobligated to anybody. You know what I'm saying? Nobody could say that we owe them any fucking thing. You know what I'm saying? But that ass whooping. He said, no, no, you know nobody, we don't owe nobody 
and nothing but an ass whooping. That's exactly. It. So it's like it's like so it's like you know, uh, even within America. See, this is this is the whole thing. Where though you ha- you have a, a fucking uh, immigrant or a person you know from a different country come over here and love this shit. They'll love it. I love being a fucking mean hour worker and I take my ass home and drink a beer. They cool with all that shit. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Because they wasn't the motherfuckers that built this foundation and all this type of shit. Like, you have a people, right? So, as a result, you know, uh, you have a whole group of people that once had these positions that is supposed to be integrated now. So now it's like, on some real shit, like, okay, your whole purpose of us bringing you over here was to be a fucking slave. You know what I'm saying? So now we don't we don't have nothing to do with you now since you begin to demand all this extra shit. So now we got to do something with you. You know what I'm saying? Massive incarceration. You know what I'm saying? So now how can we massive, massively incarcerate these people? You know what I mean? You wonder why they, they uh, honorate fucking uh, Ronald Reagan? You know what I'm saying? Because he was, he was the one that did the whole declare war on drugs. It was under his president administration that they industrialized the prison com- complexes and all that shit. Remember, he was, you know, uh, he had to deal with the Black Panthers. He was governor in California at the height of the Black Panthers. You know, he was under this whole thing with J. Edgar Hoover and all the motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? So he always didn't, he... You know what I'm saying? He pretty much was he pretty much was the answer to integration. You know what I'm saying? Under his presidency. We know that you know, you got a bunch of motherfucking CFR telling him what to do and all that shit. But it was under his presidency that that was the fucking answer. We can't give all these niggas equality. Our whole shit to be done if we do that shit. You know what I mean? It's already a culture of rebellion that exists amongst them, and then on top of that, it's too many of them. You know what I'm saying? You know, so it's like, you know, uh, it has to be one form of oppression or another when you're dealing with the African-Americans. We got to oppress them in some type of way. We can't just let them just be there because it will be a black Wall Street all over again. We can't just let them just be and shit. <laughs> you can't. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Uh, so this is what they bit off of, like, you know, a form of uh, chemical warfare, whether, you know, influxuation of drugs into the community, we uproot it, and this is why we begin to outsource the jobs that the African-Americans have. We're thinking globally now, you know what I'm saying? So it's like now, you know, uh, it's not necessarily like what the brother on, um, like what the cracker said. It was the cracker that actually said that on on, on that documentary uh the bastards of the party. He said it's not necessary to punish black men. It is more so a place where to put them, that could, a, a group of people that's no longer needed. Mm. So now you have, I mean, when you go to these prison complexes, they got HBO and all that type of shit in there. You can buy a TV and get cable in there, motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's like, you know, uh, <laughs> it's not necessary to punish your ass. It's more so we got to put you in a place. We no longer need your ass. You know what I mean? And we ultimately know that we just let you sit there, you know, especially the warrior class. You know what I mean? If we just let you sit there, it's going to be, you know, revolt, revolution and shit. You know what I'm saying? 
because you're not giving us what we deserve. You know what I'm saying? So that's a problem. You know what I mean? So, so you know, it's going to be a form of rebellion. So it got to be like now we got to create a nickel factory and we got to miseducate them to create a, a reciprocal effect where, where they're going to the prisons. Mm-hmm. To the point where, you know, Jawan's a Kajusfu say, well, shit. You know, most most white most crackers could tell by the third grade where, where how you gonna end up. End up, yeah, exactly. So they already got that shit set up and planned. We know where you're going. Okay, but do we, have, we have, do we have a counter plan? Yeah, yeah. The counter plan is what we doing. The counter plan is what we doing right now. The counter plan is what we doing right now. Remember, like, like it's like you know, uh, you know, what I'm saying. Um, when we talk about what the crackers doing, they had fucking, uh, you know what I mean, millions, I mean, uh, hundreds of meetings on this shit. When they talk about what they're going to do with you, the shit that they're doing now is some shit that they planned 30 years ago. I agree. You know what I'm and and, they, and, and one like, thing. You know, right, right. They, got a, they got a document called, uh, you know, the Global 2000 or NSSM. They, that shit was in the 1970s about, talk about, by the year 2000. You know what I'm saying? I think, you know, the proactiveness, I think it starts with the community. You know what I'm saying? Because really, the the whole thing now is to convince the masses of us that integration was a mistake. Because you got, you got nigger bourgeoisies that in the mainstream that saying that it wasn't. And that this was the best thing that happened to African Americans. You know what I mean? Well, that's because... That's because, that's because they're either educated and making money, you know what I'm saying? So for them, it, it works, you know what I'm saying, because they're making money. But for people like us that's not up there making that type of money, we know better, you know what I'm saying? So those those educated Negroes that left their communities, that left their people, and up there with the white folks talking like the white folks, like the sister was just saying earlier about language, so now they're like one of them. They're not one of us, you see what I'm saying? So basically... Uh, like you said, this plan has been going on since Germany when the white when the white folks were meeting up in Germany trying to come up with a plan to get rid of all the dark skinned individuals. In, in, in back in nineteen forty something. Okay, so it's been a plan that's been there all the time. So the question is like like again, one thing I give white folks this. White folks just don't sit around and create a think tank. They just don't sit around in the think tank and just talk about what they're gonna do in the think the think tank. What you have to respect them for is they also do it. The problem with us, we're sitting around and talk about a situation, you know what I'm saying? But the next thing about it is we don't get it done. See, that, that's our weakness. That's the whole weakness. That's something we in turn, and, and we have to be truthful with ourselves because that's the problem we have also too. But that's, again, I, that's I, that goes back to the psychological hey, concept. I don't, I, don't, I don't know. It's, it's like, don't it's know. like, it's like on, well, hold on, hold on, this is the thing, right? You got to understand this, right? We are, at this point, a very small minority that thinks like we, how we thinking. You got you to gotta keep it because, I mean, sometimes, you know, I get caught up in it too because I'm always talking to conscious people all the time in my circle. Mm-hmm. You, you sometimes think everybody conscious. You know what I'm saying? Everybody, you know what I mean? Everybody, everybody. In all actuality, most people is cool. With how the system is, most black people are cool because they they are in a state of ignorance. 
Even the people, even the even the people that's locked up say, well, you know, uh, I'm just in here. You got you got a group of young men that you know has brought into the whole idea that they're going to be locked up. You know what I'm saying? That they're going to sell drugs. Hey, look, this is part of selling drugs. I'm a, I'm done bidding. This is what they say. I'm doing my bid. You know what I'm saying? Right. They, they understand. They brought into the whole idea of I'm selling these drugs. You know what I'm saying? I got my I'm having my ups. And I'm I'm gonna get locked up, so just put some money on my books. You know what I'm saying? But though mm-hmm. they have absolutely no clue about fucking Cointel Pro and CIA put the shit in there in the first place. They don't know nothing about that shit. You know what I'm saying? They think about, you know, their bread and butter. You know what I'm saying? So it's like we can't just say that let's do something. You you bring him along with you. You know what I'm saying? You bringing that person that you know down there that you know wants to be around white folks. You got you bringing a motherfucker that wants white women along with you. So what's gonna yeah. happen when the white man? So what's gonna happen when the white man sit back and say, "Oh, okay, these niggas united. Okay, let's throw that white woman in the mix. Let's go pull that boy brother aside and say we'll give you twenty five thousand to give us some information on what the organization doing." You know what I'm saying? You think he gonna turn that shit down? A person that's not you know politically aware. Of the situation or the bigger picture, we had to, we made that mistake last generation. Yo, listen, right we had heavy infiltration by black people. Check this out. Check this out, brother. Check, check this out, right? Um, we we have uh, taken and as the brother said, been very proactive. We've seen we've seen groups come from SNCC to the Panthers to the US Movement to the New Black Panthers. To the NOI, you've seen all these things come. I'm one of I'm one of the generation who came up under the crack generation, a Panther Cog, you know, where we lost a whole section of uh, parents' information. We lost generational ties and connect to um, family bonding through the mother who was uh, operationally attacked very hard. I would say that we have been um, phenomenal doers. I would say that we are not those who procrastinate. I think that we have done uh, phenomenal work, you know, when we look at the situation. But right now what we've had is that we had this gap that happened from about the about 85 to, you know, to about 2000, 2004, 2005, where we just really haven't seen any movement to about 2008. We start to see the communities really, you know, people start to shake, shaking back up. And right now, because we had that gap, we have people who could remember a time before that gap. And then we have a group who don't know nothing about none of that. We only see that in history. You know what I'm saying? So once we see that in history, we're looking at it from a historic, from the historical value. You know what I mean? We like, oh, nah, jumping into it like that, that's not going to work. We're going to have to. Now, a lot of us in our own hearts have put together programs of working with people in our own communities. So that's the main thing that, like, most of these programs and things of this nature are not really for uh, the community. It's for those who are in their own community 
and just want to come back in, huddle up with like-minded people, refresh, uh, refresh their lives with some uh, new ideas maybe, build and get some energy, and then get back out to their own community and keep creating inside their own community because that's the main thing for a situation like this, you know. That, and that's, that's really how I know that's how we build this program as to be a uh, means where those who are of the like mind, African Senate, African first, second, and third, knowing that we're nationalistic, you know, red, black, and green. We only about a BB for Hodier, no integration, no homosexuality. Then you good over here. We're going to always be dealing with things, you know. We have we make sure that we do the programs on uh, homeschooling, you know. We uh, delve into the psychology. Uh, uh, we deal into health. We go into, you know, all the different types of uh, avenues, education, war, politics, law. You know, we deal with all of those different things because those are the things that our minds must become um, re-equipped with from an African-centered perspective in order for us to be able to do what has to be done within our own communities because we all know that somebody's going to have to leave, so it's going to have to be yes. So this is where the leaders come, get some information, and go back out. Well, what we did here in St. Louis is that um, what we did here in St. Louis, we started a program called Rebuild and Reunite Our Community, right? Mm-hmm. That, that, that program is set up. Most of it came off the site, and we took it to the community. And what that program is all about is renter tenants and homeowners. Actually, I'm taking the nonprofit organization, uh, based, the base of the nonprofit organization, which is a social service type of program, which will help in turn uh, homeowners and community improvement. It's a homeowners and community improvement plan. Now, what we're doing right now is basically, now we already got the thing rolling. Black owner has his own uh, cafe. Lectures is given there. That's one. Two, we're dealing with the, uh, even though that those that don't know, we're dealing with those that don't know, we're dealing with those that do know, like you say, like-minded people. The foundation that we're using, again, which comes out of the site, uh, which is the Nagugu Saba. Uh, the reason why I'm using the Google Saba for the foundation to teach off of, because that's what it is, uh, Karina uh, created a, a beautiful foundation for African people to sit down with and to create a program and to work that program off that foundation. And one of the things that I, and I was trying to share something with you all earlier, one of the things that we hit on first and foremost is basically uh, we talk about the mental slavery and we talk about the, uh, the psychological concept. And it's a reason why, because here's, here's, here's three things that we need to teach if we're going to open up our programs to not just like-minded people, but those that's not like-minded people, to get them to catch up with where we're at. If you don't, if you don't have the, the, uh, the, the, uh, the, uh, the thing to have a desire for something, you can't embrace it. You know what I'm saying? If you can't embrace it, then you can't adopt it. So here's how it works. Even with the even within the Google Saga, you gotta want it to you you gotta want it in turn first and foremost 
have a desire to learn what in the Google Savi is, those seven principles. Two, if you want to learn that, then second, you're going to embrace it, okay? Once you embrace the Google Saga, then you're going to adopt it, which means that when I go in your house or you in my house or whatever, because we talk about children involved too, because we got a children program. So this whole program that we talk about that we give once a month right now, we just started, we just on our fifth one, is basically you bring your children, and we also do a little something for children. Now, you said something earlier, uh, Brother Yancey, about, you know, the the the, uh, the boards, the chalk. That's what we use when we, when we talk to people. We talk about suicide, genocide, and homicide. What are those two things that we talk about, those three things we talk about? We try to teach people, all of us in some way, you know what I'm saying, are responsible to use no three things. We know the suicide part of it is when we start in turn uh, breaking away from our sisters and start marrying white women and having children with white women, you know what I'm saying, that's, that's, that's suicide because now we're breaking, we breaking away our own culture and basically uh, ethnicity concept, if I may. So a lot of these things we need to teach where we are destroying ourselves. We need to teach, preach in that area, and that's what we do. You know what I'm saying? So basically, like I said, again, that's why I was asking the question. You know, all of us know what you are talking about right now. I'm quite sure it's nothing, it's nothing that none of us know already what this European is doing, what this white supremacy concept is cooked up and, and is doing. The thing about it is, is that we need to be getting to work as quick as possible online and as well offline, you know what I'm saying, in our communities, First, to start with ourselves first at home and then in our, in our community and start talking about this thing and start working programs. Now, what we're teaching people to do is that for some of us, whatever thing, whatever you can do for us, right now I, I tell some folks, Nate, and it's, doing, it's, it's spread here in St. Louis, a lot of people get involved that knows how to work a nonprofit is getting involved with the nonprofit concept. Second, work in different parts of your neighborhoods or communities and try to, in turn, uh, generate money, you know what I'm saying? And I was just talking with Sister uh, Race first, again, in the site today, because her and I was talking about this, and she was the one to let me know that your, this, this was going today because, you know, she shows up on the site a lot and basically on the, in, our, in the chat room talking, you know, and, and so I want to thank her if she's still on for basically uh, giving me the heads up that uh, this was going on today. But, you know, my thing is basically uh, we've been talking with this a long time. We know we know what the situation is. We know how these these crackers coming at us. You know what I'm saying? The thing about it is anytime we sit down and talk now, we should be talking about establishing some our programs, how we want to put them, how we want to get them uh, up and moving, and basically go at it. You know, oh, man. So, you know, you know, Brother Tariq, I'm glad you said that, but, you know, tonight, Tonight we were just doing open live, so you know on the night when we were talking about programs that we got established and things we do in the community, that was been a, a whole other program because you know it's uh, all of us are uh, putting in uh, several things. I know the hosts on the online are doing, you know, work in the community. I know when I'm doing my own. So, like I said, yeah. the first thing that you got to do is you got to start if you don't got nowhere else, starting your own home. So what I do right, is I make exactly. sure I bring the people right here to my home. I got a nice library where I bring them to. 
And I got the board, I got chalkboard and all that stuff up on the wall. So we get busy in here, maps up on the walls and anything else. So we be able to get busy because that's I right. don't understand that's right. that's the, because I don't have the monetary to go get to no low life Jew to stay inside his spot right that's now. That's right, that's so, right. So you and know that, that, we do it like that. We teach him. And that's what we teach teaching, um, basically. Yeah, that's what we teach And we think tank started right here at my house. You know, right now we had six people. We're looking for one more. And it's, and it's set up on uh, young people as well. They're in their 20s. We got some brothers and sisters in their 30s. And then you've got some elder individuals that's in this, in this think tank too as well. So, yeah, it, it started here at the home front. And we meet every other Thursday to talk about the program that we're going to present you know what I'm saying, that following money or whatever not. But what, what I love about it is we got some young people that is really heavy because it is the ones that we want to be in, get involved with our young folks. Uh, people love hearing positive young folks, folks speaking about the situation, you know what I'm saying, that we're dealing with and trying to find out, you know, how can they help and how can we in turn help them to give them a direction, you know what I'm saying, in the near future. So, so, like one more thing, one more thing. The one, the one tactic that we got to learn to use is what the Europeans use on our, our forefathers. When they went and kidnapped those free Africans and brought them in, in, in different parts of North America, right, it wasn't the free Africans that were slaves. It was the children's children that became slaves. You know what I'm saying? When you start separating, taking from the mothers and selling off the babies, then now you're breaking the, the connection of the child from his mother so the child can't really learn about who they are, this, that, and other. This white boy had an opportunity to create a new African type of person, a person. We got to turn, turn that around, you know what I'm saying, and do it the same way. We got to start in trying to find and dealing with our young people, bringing them up to par because these 50 and 60-year-olds, their job, if they're knowledgeable like us, you know what I'm saying, like men like us, we are elders. Our job is to, be, is to hand this down to younger individuals or try to find young individuals that will absorb this and start teaching them what we know. So they, in turn, they decide to have children, they can start getting their children together. Second, the other part of this is that we got to understand that in our communities, poverty is marrying poverty. That means you got brothers and sisters that don't have money hooking up, you know what I'm saying, having a baby, and neither one have dollars. That keeps the community in, 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 in shambles and not knowing anything. That's another thing we got to in turn inject into our teachings as well because we need to let the young individuals know it's, it's more than just he looks cute or it's more that she's got a good behind. It's all about, you know what I'm saying, you know, uh, having some type of direction in life where you in turn having a pretty decent job and looking for the, uh, the creator job, same with her or whatever, what monies can meet. You see what I'm saying? So when you in turn got two people bringing monies together, then that makes a difference too in teaching that child. So I just wanted to say the plan, just giving you a little piece of our plan, what we're teaching here uh, basically is just that. But we know what the problem is. We know what these crackers are doing. We know the psychological game they're playing with us, even with the Facebook, the fast media, and all that stuff. But we know the games they're playing, you know what I'm saying? So the thing about it is that we don't slow down, you know, we don't slow down, but at the same time, we dissect all that, old, that, that, that right there, and we go right, at, we go right at the meat. And that's basically start dealing with our young people. We don't, as a matter of fact, we're in the colleges right now. 
before they close up for the school. We're in the college right now trying to recruit some more young individuals. Talking with them, we 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 inserting the young people we got into these uh, areas and let them get them out there, start talking like we talking to pull more of those young people in. You see what I meant? So that's that's what we need to do. We need to start reaching our young folks. But with that being said, I, don't, I hope I ain't step on anybody. But I just love talking, to, but at the same time moving on it as well. But we just know what we need to channel this energy that we have because I, I'm just to you brothers. You all got oh, you all got a head for, you all got a head full of knowledge, man. I mean, you all got it. Oh, brothers, oh, talking oh. before you, yeah. The brothers, the brothers, pop, and we need more brothers like no, me. No, no, this is you know, yeah. Uh, when I'm looking at this, you know, because you ain't stuff on nobody, because we we part of the doing, we part of the active community. So you know, as you know, so being part of the active community, somebody saying that listen, people need to be active. I, all I can do is champion that and say, that's right, get out there and be more active, you know. So uh, I, I understand exactly where you're coming from. You know, people do need to be more active. But, you know, as we were delving into the psychology, a lot of times, you know, some of us do have an understanding. Some of us don't. That's the right. only reason for propaganda. That's, that's again, and. We don't have somewhere where we can direct. Everybody don't have everything, so we don't have somewhere to direct people to and say, listen, man, check this out. If you need to have a, a, a more right. thorough understanding, call me. We got some brothers over there who who giving out a thorough understanding they might be dealing with, you know, any plethora of topics. You know what I'm saying? We uh, do news. We do think tanks. And then we do a day where we slaughtering and destroying the weak ideas that are uh, attacking our mind state to get us out there better prepared. We bring in guests who who putting in the work, who are, uh, you know, and and who also not only put in the work, but give us proper ideas for the things that we're doing in our own community. So, you know, that's number, that's number one. So, like, I, I was going to ask you, that one day you might want to come in and come bring the economic program that you were talking about, you know, because everybody, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, that's something that, you know, I know people, uh, might be interested in is getting is getting the economics better, you know. But as I always already said and always uh, and will always um hold fast to is that it's not the money that is our problem. It is our mind and what we do with our money is the problem. And that, and, that, and you know what that is that, that nah, is first, brother. Yeah. that is definitely mindset. Yeah, I think that uh too. You know, um, everybody has their area of expertise. I'm not going, you know, uh, you know, we're not going to ask, you know, um, President Bill Clinton to be the soldier in Iraq. I mean, they ain't that, they ain't the way they, like, you know, the whole thing works. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you got people, you know, who deal with economics. You got people who deal with politics, who expertise is, you know, um, working with the youth. You know what I'm saying? So ultimately, the thing is really unity. You know, right. and we lack, you know, uh, right. you know, we lack, you know, we lack black unity. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So it's like, you know, um, when somebody say, uh, ask me, like, yeah, well, what's the answer? I say, you tell me. Where's your area expertise? You know what I'm saying? Right. If, if it's like, you know, like a, a person that's out there, you know, making people politically aware, that's that's their proof. That's their um contribution to to the struggle that's well, the area of expertise 
You know what I'm saying? That, you know, somebody that, that, you know, know, bring information. Somebody that is able to articulate information where though the youth can understand them, and you know right. they bring awareness. You know that's what they that's their contribution. Now we need well, you know somebody what? to come with an economic we'll, plan. We'll we need somebody to you come know with a political plan, and, right. and all that other stuff. Well, this, and listen, that's what I was that's what, that's what I was trying to say. That what we did, what we did, just what you just said, beloved. This is what we did. We got different people with different skills and talents, right? We got some young folks. I'm talking about young folks that dealing with the that can deal with the political part of it. We got uh, a young sister that does what we call the current events and what's going on. We got another uh, individual that does the financial conference. They can go to the board and break down how that you can we can uh, work with one another and, and bring money to the table just that you know, without hurting our pockets. So what you just got to just talking about. That's what I'm saying. Uh, when you're going and talking about sitting down with people, when you're talking about organizing a think tank, that's what you're looking for. You're looking for different skills and talents to come to that think tank and be able to work those people into what they call some type of program where they can give that lecture. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the, the, elders, the elders last week of our meeting loved the young folks, how they went, how they went to the board and was giving these things to them. So basically that, that you know, I'm talking about elders, you know what I'm saying, seeing young folks using what they got, you know what I'm saying, instead of killing one another, but just talking about economics, talking about how we can work our money, talking about how we can turn and get this started. So, yeah, that's, you on point, and that's what, that's what we are. So, yeah, everybody has these skills and talents. That's another thing. And Yancey just got to saying something, too, is basically economics is, is nothing if a person don't have the mindset to work it. You see what I'm saying? So that's why I came to the point where I said we work with the uh, the mind first. First of all, let us understand that we are from the slave, you know, slave mentality. Two, we have to understand it's a psychological program. We even have a small study group. Study group is using Naeem Akbar's book called Community of Self, and he's breaking down and telling us how we in turn need to understand ourselves and why we are in the condition that we're in. And it's a small book, like 85 pages. But just something to freshen the brain to get us to understand, because we do need the time to unify ourselves, even in studying ourselves as well. Do y'all agree? Yeah, 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 I agree. We need to. Okay, so we should even have study groups. I don't care if it's 10, whatever. We should form little study groups, find a little thin book, because, you know, a lot of us don't like to do a lot of reading but find something real small and thin to exercise the brain because the brain is like a muscle. It is a muscle. And a lot of us don't read a lot anymore. That's another thing we need to put in, in play. Get a little small, something small, bring it to the round table, start you a small study, like like, like Yancey just got you saying, in your home. You know what I'm saying? Start a small study group. You know what I'm saying? And basically talk about the self. You know what I'm saying? Because this is the issue that we have in basically, you know what I'm saying, with, uh, with our people. Is that first and foremost, with all this stuff that's going on right now, don't have enough time to sit around, to sit around right off at the home front and talk about the self-program, you know what I'm saying, your own self, you know what I'm saying, because we are lost people because we don't know culture that well, like, like the brother was saying, and that's something we need to get up on, but we got to learn about how we are functioning, why we are functioning like we are functioning. You see what I'm saying? So. It's, well, it's, yeah, it's I think better. I think what the it's, brother it's what the brother was saying a lot of that which you mentioned is already going on on field on the ground. Black power. Black power. 
Go ahead, sister. Go ahead, sister. The brother said what I, he basically said what I, I I wanted to say in those few words. So I'm good. Uh, okay. Uh, so so, I, was so uh, basically, I was just basically just giving out, and like I said, I'm just basically just letting you all know how, you know, I'm doing on this end here in St. Louis because everything you all talked about is definitely on point. We definitely need it. What I'm saying is with a think tank, these are the things that the brother Yancey was talking before. I, I love how he's bringing the uh, current event and, and actual facts about how these European is functioning, um, you know, how is it, how is it affecting us, uh, the segregation versus integration. You know, these are things that we can social on, I mean, uh, study because these are the things that put us, these are the things that got us where we are today. That whole program, integration was nothing but a trick. White folks started saying that our people was working on their own. You know what I'm saying? We was capable enough to, you know, run our own uh, system. The thing about it is they knew that if they didn't catch us then, you know what I'm saying, we'd be out of control. They wouldn't be able to touch us. So they had to find a way to get us, you know, get back into our pockets. And they knew some of us wanted to be there with them. They knew some of us wanted to be with white folks. They knew some of us felt that they was better than we are. You know what I'm saying? So once they in turn put that program in place, we didn't just walk into it. You know, our mothers and fathers, fathers didn't just walk into it. They fell into it. Matter of fact, the programs that we had and systems that we had, we pulled all our resources out of that and put it into the European concept and started getting into DSEG and uh, integrated yeah. schools, all that the brother was just talking about, and didn't realize that. That program was a was a program set up, strategized already to do what? To do just what it did to us right now. So what we have right now is already Who was beating bombed into? Oh, go ahead. That's just a thing. And there's another part to that. The other yeah. part is the Cracker Beast was unleashing terror. That's um, right. Praying, That's right. Uh, uh, our economic franchise, foundation community. So it, it was a combination of things. That's right. That's mm-hmm. this point that we're in today. That's right. That's right. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. Um, and, you know, you took the words. Thank you, Brother Solomon, earlier. Black Power on that. Um, but anyway, right, what the sister was just saying, that is she took the words right out of my, out of my mouth, is that one of the things that was going on during that time of uh, integration was the terrorism that that happened to us in our communities where we were just uprooted from all of our economically viable communities and pushed out into other places where things were just stolen from us, outright bombed, destroyed, or just taken at the mm. threat of death. Uh, we were just murdered outright for the things that we had. So that was one of the things that, was, that had gone on that basically, um, you know, led us to say that, all right, integration got to be better than this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We're all right there now. We don't got nothing else to go to. Right. So we got to go there. You know what I mean? Because they're not allowing us to be economically viable because the United States knew what was happening. They seen that they knew that a new nation was forming within inside of their nation. 
And no nation can live inside another nation without there being some type of turmoil. So in turn, they also seen the economics that was going on in our community and realized that without us being their slaves, that we started to build our own community on our own economics, and we, they were also losing money because white people had started to invest inside our, uh, you know, in, into things that we were doing. They were buying from our businesses. So now That's the right. government That's of the right. United States in general was losing money as a government, period. So every state could see what was happening individually. Every city could see what was happening. So white people came to the point to say, you know, I don't think that this can happen like this no more. We're going to have to find another policy. So the policy was, look, man, we're going to integrate. No good marshal, integrate the people. So no good marshal help integrate the people. You know what I'm saying? So that happened. And it's just one thing, you know, I don't know. It's, mm, there's a certain thing I just don't, uh, just don't rock with. But uh, yeah, that's that's just something that something else that went on during that time period, where it just forced us into integration. Our people, you know, we had nowhere else to turn to. Shut your hospital down. You know, they shut the hospitals down. Went around well, high school hospitals and just shut them down. You know, what I mean, I lived in a town um, down in North Carolina, but that's what they did. They just shut the black hospital down. Made the black people have to start going to the white hospital. Now was was that doing was that doing segregation or was that doing we start integration? No, it was once it was it was at that cusp right there in the sixties. They started just in the fifties. What was it? What was that they shut that down? I think it was like probably fifty eight. You know what I'm saying? No later than sixty one. They shut it down and made them start going to the white people stuff. So. Was that because there wasn't no money flowing, or what was no, the reason? No, because the thing is that they, because economically it was, you know, they just were shutting down anything that was that black people were uh, that you know it's a, it's somewhere you, you can get money at. You're you're a doctor, people coming in there, everything, and plus the thing was that they owned all of the businesses. Any business that you had was something that was. Uh, was uh, looked at to be shut down, and the community had just a lot, of, uh, a lot of different black businesses. So they went in there and shut the, and shut the hospital down. I can't tell you if it was because of the economic, uh, for economic reasons, but I know it was due to definitely integrational reasons at the least. And look, man, y'all ain't gonna have nothing no more. And if you won't have something, it's only gonna be what we giving you. Ah, uh, okay, okay, I got you. Because I, well, I know we, I know here in St. Louis, it functioned for a while, uh, segregated. Uh, they functioned for a while, segregated. It wasn't until they actually started uh, uh, getting involved in integration when they started losing things here in St. Louis, like Homer G. Phillips was a hospital basically for black uh, things like that. But after they start, you know, integrating to the county, you know what I'm saying, hospitals and stuff like that, that's when we start losing our resources in our hospitals because blacks are pumping themselves into the white hospitals, uh, freaking able to get the best treatment. Mm-hmm. You, you, you know what I'm saying? So, why, why, why do they think that? 
where, again, uh, it goes to psychological, man. It goes to psychological, one, the psychological concept and the, and the, and the, the mental slavery concept. All it does is mental slavery. And, and what, you know? what's the cause of that? What, what's the cause of what? That mental slavery that you that 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 what caused what caused mental slavery is those before uh, that, that went through the, with, brother, with that went through brother, brother brother hold on I didn't ask you the cause of it I asked you who was the cause of it in other words who caused who, mental who caused mental slavery what is the source of it right it came from the Europeans. Okay, so that's the problem. Yes, ma'am, it is. I agree. That's what I was saying earlier. Mm-hmm. Those are the two things I said earlier, mental slavery and also psychological. I said that earlier. That was the problem that we need to work on first. Mm-hmm. That's what I was talking about earlier. I'm getting to the source of the problem. You know what I'm yes, saying? Ma'am. You by di- how you how do you cure disease? First you identify. That's what you did, right? Yes, ma'am. And and the 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 source, the yes, etymology, etymology of this disease that our people suffer from psychologically is the yes, fact. Ma'am. Yes, ma'am. That's correct. And that has to be dealt with. And that's, that's correct. Not hearing. That's correct, and 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 that's what I was again with that with that with that I was also telling I was also saying if you was hearing me, I said the program that I was that we was doing. Let me get that straight. That we was doing here in St. Louis is dealing with the psychological, dealing with the mental slave. I mean, with the mental uh, with the with the mental slavery concept as well. Because I said also if you to hear me, if you don't learn how to in turn, uh, uh, have a desire for something. You can't embrace it. If you can't embrace it, you yeah. can't adopt it. That's what, that's what I was saying earlier. And the only way for hold that on. to happen. Anybody hearing me? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I, hold on, Sister Camille. Hold on, Sister Camille. The sister, uh, now, um, correct me if I'm wrong when I finish this, sister. The sister Camille is, um, was asking you, who was the cause of that mental and, and psychological, the mental and psychological uh, problems that the African had? Um, she stated also that the problem was that we have a disease, and so once we identify the symptoms, you know what I'm saying, that you catch when you're involved with this disease, then we put our eyes on when did we catch this disease and what is causing these horrendous symptoms that we have, you know what I mean? And once we say that that disease is the cracker, that's what she was saying, the disease that we have to eliminate ultimately, ultimately is the beast who has us up under his uh, her, his foot of oppression. So that's the yep. that's what she was saying, is that we ultimately... And she came back and said she wanted to know the solution to that or how can we handle that. And that's what I was telling her. I was, oh. I was asking. Now, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Let, the sister, let the sister go. Hold on. Go ahead, sister. That second part is not what I said. You broke down exactly what I said before. 
All right. So, yeah, that's what she. Was, that's what the sister was saying. She was saying that you know that the the beast was the ultimate thing that we had to deal with, and that um, while going through the things that you were talking about, I think she said that she didn't hear you mentioning the beast with this mm-hmm. side of that matrix right, right there of what we are dealing with. What I, I thought I did when I said when I when I when I mentioned the the, the uh, slavery. You know the mental slavery. When I when I mentioned when I mentioned mental slavery, that's identifying the Europeans because they was the only one that put us in slaves. They're the only ones in turn dealt with us physically. They're the only one that dealt with us mentally. So that's mental slavery mentally, but also we we ain't say anything about the physical. But it was both. But I said mental slavery, and the only way you can get mental slavery from us. It's through the European, through the crackers. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So I, so I expressed that earlier in just, in just mental, you know, just mental slavery. You see what I'm saying? So when we talk about mental slavery, what are we talking about? We're talking about a process of, of, of a psychological concept and a mind type of concept that, that the Europeans were dealing with our forefathers through slavery, mentally. Yo, 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 black power, black power. Hey, Queen, uh, uh, where my warrior queen at? Well, run that, run that black thing we were talking about earlier. Uh, the general I said, the 400 years. You know what I'm saying? It sounds like the brother want to wait 400 more years. Something that what I have not heard is identifying the cracker beast. Okay. You said by saying mental slavery, you're identifying the cracker beast. But what I have not heard is um, saying how to end the mental slavery of our people. Right. There has to be an extermination. Like how? You, 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 You know, when it comes to a disease, you got to cure it. You got to deal with it. And separation, I'm all for in the meantime with the understanding what the ultimate goal is. Because retribution has to be a key component if you're African centered, as far as I'm concerned, if you understand what our people went through as a result, resulting in the mental enslavement the psychological damage that you've spoken about, you should feel yes. to carry So the Khmer broke up some at the end. Whole line broke up. Yeah, she broke. Yeah, she broke away. Yeah, it broke down. Yeah, family. Yeah, family. Black power. We gotta chop the head off the snake, man. And, and that's just what it is. Fuck all this kumbaya, no hold hands. Back the fuck off me, you began to call these rich motherfuckers. You feel me? You need to get off the earth. The earth is getting sick of your ass. Black power. 
Black Power Brothers out like you got a party going on in the back. And come on in. You talk you are you talking to me, brother? Yeah, I, no, I heard the brother uh, just uh, who came in, you know. Especially yeah, the fact that we do. Yeah, he came in but I think he went out as well. Yeah, they you know that gone. What's going on here in the in the chat room here? The chat room they told me, uh oh that. You don't have to give me some information. Put a put a link inside the chat room. Don't just don't just tell me Karingas, no. Don't tell, don't just say that. I'm on problem no slander. Now did you say that you was putting out listen, right? It was wrong that you said earlier that I did want to address what I was letting you I was letting you talk but I wanted to address Naeem Akbar and his his stance on homosexuality, which is definitely not straight black pride, not African at all. And, and I was just wanting to say that if you were bringing information to the younger crowd, I know for those who've already read them, we are you know what I'm saying you already had them and everything. It might be one thing, but I would I would say that I don't think that it'd be something. I think that we might have find some other uh, scholars who put out information in the realm of psychology just as worthy. You know what I'm saying? Or uh, even more worthy, but you know, to, to bring that type of information out to 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 young uh, Africans, I don't think that you know if they found out that he was a homosexual, or uh, definitely a promosexual. Okay, that would be damaging. Black power. Man. Okay, um, am I on? Yeah, yeah, no, you're lying open. Okay, uh, you know, I was I was taught at an early age that a drunk, a drunk man can teach you something. And you don't discriminate against a man because he's drunk. You take the information that he's given, if it's good information, um, I don't really care. Let me hear me out, please. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. I don't. I don't get. You know, I'm. I'm not one that agrees with homosexuality. I don't like it. This, that, another. Um, but literature. You know, what I'm saying I can't see homosexuality on on literature. If you read what this man put out, you ain't gonna you ain't gonna see homosexuality in the words. You're going to see common solutions to a problem in the words. The homosexuality, the words, the words are not homosexuality. Words are something totally different. Now, the person may be a homosexual, but the words that he put out, you know what I'm saying, you don't look at that as homosexual. You look at that as knowledge. You look at that as some wisdom. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, you're right. I can teach that. I can teach that. Okay, this is a homosexuality. Naeem Akbar, you know, before going into homosexuality, 
But one thing I can also teach if I'm a good teacher, saying, look, that's what he is, but it's the word that he's given us, this wisdom that he's given us, we can use it. Because I don't know, I don't know if anybody read the book or not. Have you read it? Have you read the book, or do you just discriminate the book because a homosexual? No, I've read. I've read several of his books. Actually, okay. I have. Have you, have you read? Have you read? Not that, that one. Book? I have not read okay. that one. Here's, 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 what, here's what I, I heard. That's what I was saying. I have not read that one, but I have okay. read several of his okay. books. Okay. I, 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 here's here's what I here's what I'm saying. That book, that book right there. I have seven people read that book right right there, and we have mentioned, we have mentioned that the man that wrote that was a homosexual. Okay, here's what elders say to us around the young people that was in the book that we was in, or in the lecture that we was in. It ain't got nothing to do with the man being a homosexual. Can these things in turn give us knowledge and wisdom to break the chain of mental slavery? That's the question. And if, and if it can break the chain of mental slavery, guess what? We're going to use that key to break that chain of mental slavery. Okay? So we got to, sometimes we got to be a little bit more bigger. We can't look at small things like a person. Like I said, you don't judge a book by a cover. No, but that's not all you have Are you a mystery? If we get tired, here's the problem I'm looking here today. I look at our people. One, I have I've heard people, and just give me five, three minutes, just three minutes. I have heard people talk about religion is killing us. Okay, fine. At one, at one point, religion was doing us in, and then we got to then we then another thing is that uh, we focus so much, we focus our energy so much on homosexual. Here's what I want to say to you folks: reality of it is, it ain't going nowhere. We got to move. We got to we got to learn how to move around that. Push it to the side, get it out of our way, and then continue moving forward. Because this is this homosexuality, <laughs> lesbianism, that's a movement. You know what I'm saying? And 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 right now it's moving all over the place. We as conscious people got to find a way to move around it or push it to the side and move forward. But you can't focus our energy totally on it. We know it's there and we know it's growing. The question so, is, we got to keep. We got. We got to move on with the work that we need to move on. You know what I'm saying? I'm almost through. I'm almost through. All right. All right. Second, secondly, we 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 we, we talking about religious killings. We got we got people that then came up out the church, put the Bible down, that came into consciousness. You know what I'm saying? And and at the same time, you know what I'm saying? We we were still hurting ourselves with the with the knowledge, so we got to learn how to in turn be wise enough to take what we got and quit focusing on the other stuff. We ain't gonna I, religion is another thing we have to push aside. You know what I'm saying? And move forward. You know what I'm saying? And say to ourselves, we have a job to do. Well, I'm not gonna blame religion anymore, about it. I'm not gonna blame the religion anymore. You know what I'm saying? I'm not tripping on a homosexual. You know, with me being a chess player, they're there. I'm not saying nothing. Overlook them. I'm not saying not to overlook religion, but the the wide scope right now is to wake up our people to make them aware of some of this stuff. But at the same time, it's not all all fault don't lay on those both ends of the wall we're talking about. Some fault can lay on us too. You see what I'm saying? So keep that in mind, brother. 
We don't want to get, you know, we don't want to get too radical. We don't want to get too radical to it blinds. You feel what I'm no, saying? No, hold on. This, all right. I understand exactly where you're coming from. And I'd like to start with the homosexuality thing and dealing with yeah. Naeem Akbar and dealing with the, uh, the reason why I said that is because, you know, right now we do have a certain um, a certain nature that we want to make sure that we express as African people. That's that we are straight, that we are that we are black, and that we are proud. You know what I'm saying? And saying that, I'm saying that Naeem Akbar could have a plan inside that book. That's a very good uh, plan. And I'm saying I'm not saying that you should go out and say, "Listen, this is a homosexual book." What I'm saying is that if there's a plan inside that book, that might be worthwhile. You might need to copy that plan down. Rework, reword it, uh, reword it in your own mannerism, and then use it. But what I'm saying is that I know that the homosexual mind state is a mind state that is a sin of insanity. So, in any time that an insane person is writing anything dealing with community and unity, they will definitely have something off with inside what they're doing because they have no real, no real thought of unity and community, being that they are sexually insane. So dealing with that, I'm saying that he might have placed some Jews in there. He might have. I'm not going to discredit what I have not read. What I will say, though, is that I can definitely, I can definitely know without a shadow of a doubt that if he is sexually insane, that there is sexual insanity within side of the writings. It will have to be in there because this is part of his mind state. This is a psychology that a person has, and you don't lose your psychology or not use your psychology within all things that you do, especially one who is a writer and a, and a clinical psychologist. So I know that he's definitely expressing that thoroughly through his writings. Now, um, Next, uh, we'll move. We'll move on to. Uh, what, what, what was the second? What, what was the second thing that you were talking about? Because I wasn't religion. Religion. Yeah, too much religion. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah too much on. Yeah, putting too much on. Now on the religion thing. Now the thing. Now religion thing. Now the religion thing. the three headed beasts called the Abrahamic face, which sent our people into a fantasy world where they will have to wait for something else to save them. That's the number one problem is that the book has uh, all three of these uh, pieces of literature have a, a system that states that we are right, everybody else is wrong. So my God is right. Everybody owes God is wrong, which automatically brings division, which is divisive in nature. You know what I'm saying? So it is not those who are conscious who have the problem. It is those who are religious-minded. They have a problem with accepting realities because the realities do not coincide with that which they believe. So we're telling our people, you need to get rid of that which you believe in order for you to get into a situation of that which you know because we cannot logically 
move on properly if you're still dealing with uh, Abrahamic belief, which is belief that is brought from foreigners who write a story that excludes you in a certain type of mannerism, where it 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 um it turns you you know depending upon who's reading it and how you're reading it, you know everybody can spin the book however they want to spin it. And that's another problem. You can spin it however you want to spin it. Another problem with the book is it's super spinnable. But the problem is not uh, African religion or African uh, spiritual systems. The problem is those Abrahamic spiritual uh, religions. I'm not going to say spiritual systems. The problem is those Abrahamic religions, which have a, a, a white deity and uh, uh, basically what you to enslave us, the people who follow those things are uh, used them to have reason, justifiable reason to enslave us. You know, people say, well, look, they didn't use the book exactly. The people who were following the book jumped on our head and found that that book uh, allowed that to happen. So I mean that those three religions are something that are, are more than harmful but definitely detrimental in the community. Uh, we should uh, definitely be turning that stuff right on in. Right in. Are you are you familiar with a group called Race First that was in Facebook? Race First. Uh, with a group. Are you familiar with a group that was in in Facebook that was called Race First? Are you familiar nah, with that group? I don't. Okay. Let me let me let me. And, and I can I can name I can I can I can name a many of Here here's what I'm saying. Okay. Let's talk about conscious people, those that's comedic, science, or just woke, not in religion, uh, African-centered, pan-African, whatever you want to call them, okay? Now, my, my thing is this. Our race first. Let me work with that one first. These are these over 200-some people that were conscious, wasn't religious, didn't have anything to do with the Bible, Quran, or any other book. They were just basically comedic people mixed with spirituality, etc. right? That look, that group lasted less than a year because people in turn started in turn eating on each other because of knowledge and situation. This knowledge, you know what I'm saying? Or, I got more than you. Or, you ain't right, brother. Or, you know what I'm saying? Now, these are people that supposed to be on the same page. You know what I'm saying? That group didn't last on. It was a good group that had good foundation. I'm talking about it was real nice, man. It didn't even last a, a, a year. You know what I'm saying? Basically. Conscious people. Now, second, I've been in Facebook for a minute. I'm not an active person on it because, for me, uh, I am African-centered. I believe in the old teaching of Marcus Morris Garvey and Elijah Muhammad and Booker T. Washington. Do it for yourself. That's why I built a website. I own it. That's why it's based out of Ghana. Guess what? Let's talk about the conscious people. I can't get my people, and they know it's here, to even support the site just by bringing in, logging in their names, man. You know what I'm saying? Ain't asking for money. Just come in and create your own community online. You know what I'm saying? And I have an audio video chat room in this site that we can go in and sit down and have meetings like we're doing right now, audio video. Don't cost you nothing. You know what I'm saying? Right now we on we on a, a talk shoe situation. I'm quite sure I'm owned by white folks. Block talk radio. 
I'm quite sure that we pay them to be online, which is probably owned by white folks. I got an audio video chat room, man, it's owned by a black man, and it's not even being used right now. Now, these are conscious people. I'm talking about conscious people, brother. You see what I'm saying? You know, and sometimes I try my best to say, hey, you know, we, we, we are really conscious. We want to talk about homosexuality. We want to talk about religion. We want to talk about the white man. But this thing that we're in right now is built by a white man. And we, and we are in turn putting our energy in this. Now, here's my question to my black conscious brothers and sisters. I'm not trying to beat nobody down. Why are we not using the black man's chat room with audio video, right, that's built by a black man, and doing the same thing over, should be doing the same thing over there that you're doing right here. That would be my question because, first and foremost, we want to start, first and foremost, we was talking about building a nation within a nation. Am I correct? And it was working. You see what I'm saying? That's the thing. What I did and what a few others did, I'm not the only uh, site owner, you know what I'm saying? When I say site on, that means I own the site. I built it. I can I can crumble up and take the information and put it somewhere else. I own it. The chat room in it. I own it. The only thing that even uh, us being online, the domain, the domain name, and the site itself, we put the this is 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 powered by Ghana. The money is in the black. We send our money to Ghana to, to our domain name. And he also in turn supports the site. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's even that's BB for Holy Eight for us. Yeah. That African liberation. Listen to me though. Listen to me. I'm so this is what I'm saying. When we in turn, when I hear brothers and sisters talk, let's just be real when we talk. If we about uh, a BB for Holy Eight, black power, I'm, I'm hearing black power. When you come over to that site over there, and I ain't saying my husband talking about to our site over there, that's black power. Why? Because we got control of that over there. We, we, we own, operate, and control that. That's black power. Right here in this thing that I'm in right now, you know what I'm saying? This ain't black power. This, this is gorilla power. This is gorilla power. This is gorilla power. No, no, no I'm talking about this. Listen, I'm not talking no, about this people. Listen, I'm not talking about the people in here. Y'all is talking. I'm talking about this format, this this. Who created this right here? Who created this? No, listen to what I'm saying. Listen to what I'm saying. Listen to what I'm saying. This is gorilla power is what we're dealing with right here. Gorilla power. Gorilla power is when you're behind enemy lines and you use all means necessary. We had this this venue going well before I even knew about Africa.com. We already had our thing thing rocking. We got a very good thing going right here where we're able to get MP3 downloads and things of that nature so our people can always come back and archive and get everything that's going on. That thing that's going on over there at Africa.com could, could be something that you should um, more advertise to the people who do like talk of the Titans and stuff like that where they're going into the Google Hangout, then that's that type of thing right there because none of this stuff is um, really recorded. It's just conversation back and forth, back and forth, just like a community conversation. This right that's here, right. though, is something um, a little bit different. The venue is different. Now, if you have something set up like that, that nature where you have something like a radio station set up there, then people who are doing a radio station might be more inclined to bring people over to do their radio station type thing. You know, a lot of times when we're dealing with what the white people give, the white people give you a certain type of format. So we got to do, and a lot of times we don't want to uh, 
you know, we want to change the format to make the format our own, but not realizing that the, the fact that they're using a format of our own and not and not willing to really our morals be too high to not just steal from him what the hell he's doing in order to make our shit, uh, you know, you want to get it working. You want the people to come right on in, so you make it so they can come right on in. You know what I mean? Then you can change it up later, but the first thing you got to do is give it to them the same. That's the same way that they did with the religion. They, can, they made sure that they incorporated all the same shit that the other people had. They just changed the name. You incorporate, you change some of the shit, you give you incorporate your own stuff, but you got to keep it somewhat exactly like what they used to, because that's the, that's what that's what it is. Ain't no doubt about it. That's just it is what it is. Hey, yes. You know is a chance? Yes. Wow. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. People makes a community. Do you agree? Yes, the people make the community. Yes, sir. So, and when we say people make a community, the people that makes the community are people with different skills and talents. Do you agree? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and a lot of times when you build a community, nothing's going to be perfect until you in turn have those ideas come together to create that what they want to create. Do you agree? Yeah, I, I agree. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Listen, first and foremost, I want to say this, and I mean this in my heart. I've been sitting here and, and here, and this, you know, this ain't my first time with you, Brother Yancey. And it, it's a beautiful program. It's a beautiful platform. You know what I'm saying? So I don't want no one think, no one here in, in the room thinking I'm trying to down the people in the room. I was just trying to make a point that for us, you know what I'm saying, as a people, you know what I'm saying, uh, we know the white man has all the gimmicks, the gadgets, he, you know, he has all the toys. We know that. What makes him successful is that him and others comes together like we should, you know what I'm saying, and build a format that will draw us to it. And what makes a format what it is is resources, unity, you know what I'm saying, with no excuse. You see what I'm saying? They started mm-hmm. from nothing. They started from nothing to build what they got. You see what I'm saying? So the reason why people like me, uh, Brother Abibi uh, 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 Carson, Talking Drum, Desi.com, which is black-owned sites, are, are struggling and, and still moving like we're moving, but we, 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 we're dealing with it, is because our people are looking for special things, and the special things in our people, we are the gods, brother. We are the gods. We can create anything we want to create if we come together and bring our resources together in one spot there. Hey, you know what I'm saying? We're gonna make this what it is. What it is that we need to put together, make this uh to be a you know, acceptable by our folks, this, that and other. You know what I'm saying? And let's put it together. You, you know what I'm saying? So that's that's all I'm saying, because that's what we've been talking about since I've been in this room right here. And it's a great talk, you know what I'm saying? Um but I'm again I'm saying we we have to be very careful and watch the move that we make it because I think earlier, I think earlier, and I'm a pretty good student. That this young brother, this young brother, that young brother, I forgot his name, who was speaking earlier, says a lot of times we give our power to this European and make him where he is today or they is today. You know what I'm saying? So that's what he said earlier today, and that's what we do, and we do it with no problem. 
and anything they put together. So it's just food for thought. But I believe that, you know, I, I really feel that this is a beautiful program that you got going on. You know, this is, like I say, this is my second time when the sister came over to the site. And, again, I want to thank her because she's been coming over there. She's been really uh, supportive coming over and things like that. And uh, I was telling to keep me informed on this radio station as well as uh, what is that other radio station, War on Horizon, because I like it, especially War on Horizon, I, I, you know, I've been to the website, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, um, I want to stay on top of those things, you know what I'm saying? Because people don't come over and post their information on the site, even though they know it's over there. You can at least post the information on their profile page or on a thread or something. So maybe the few people I do have over there can come over and support this as well. We need more outlets than where we're at. We, even though we create our own, we need more outlets than where we're at. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I got to know what I'm supporting, you know, and uh, I I still never really got, no, never. I never got a uh, response to my question. And, um, mm-hmm. uh, no, I, I never did. And, 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 the quest, and, and your question was, again, if you don't mind, if you don't mind, mind repeating it, what was your question again? Try to paraphrase it again. Um, you acknowledge that. See, my problem is that I'm hearing two opposing views in your dialogue. On one hand, I'm hearing you say how. Our people are suffering from mental, you know, um, enslavement, psychological damage. And then on the other hand, I'm hearing you say how our people are not doing anything, coming together. And so that's one thing. But my question, my initial question to you was, do you see... Do you feel that uh, white people have to be exterminated? Let me just spit it out. <laughs> uh, do I feel they have to be exterminated in order for us to be successful in what we do or just exterminate the period? I, I just asked you. I had nothing else. Okay. Do I feel that they need to be exterminated? If you're gonna if if you're gonna fight for economics, it is said that you may have to do that because they hold the key to that. So I, you know, that could be a, it all depends. Now, just out just out front, just destroying them out front. Yeah, that's 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 a good, that's a good question. I don't have a full answer for that. That is very interesting. Yeah, it is because you just don't, for me. The fact just, for me, the answer for me, is interesting. Oh, uh, okay. For me, because if, here's what I'm saying. If you, we know economic, if we're if, if we going we to achieve economic, of course, you want to go to war with this European because he controls the economic power. So, of course, yes, we would have to go to war. 
it would have to be death involved. That's what that would have to be a straight up revolutionary concept, which is freedom to get what we want to get. Yes, ma'am. So yeah, for that concept, you would have to kill European, most definitely. Again, that answer is also very interesting. Okay. Well, Shelly, we did that to the to the end of the show. We had an open dialogue today, had some good conversation, you know what I'm saying? We had a, the, the uh, open dialogue went well. We were able to deal with a lot of the psychological aspect of what's going on here, the integrationism for segregation. We dealt with um, some biblical information. Uh, we also dealt with uh, some some uh, some things that the brother said he had going on in his community. Brother Tyree said he had going on in his community, so you know uh, we're moving forward. Remember, always make sure that you do what you got to do in your community. It starts at home, first place. That's the first battleground. Train up warriors right there in your house. Train them up, you know what I'm saying, in the way that they'll go, so that way that they'll go. Train them up with that red, black, and green wrapped around them. You understand? Um Make sure that you make sure that you look forward to the glory that's to come. And we got to we got to let you let you all know and understand that we'll be um, we'll be not taking any prisoners. Uh, That's just what it is. That's, uh, you know, it is what it is. We won't be taking trips. Now, with that said, uh, family, thank you, thank you again for coming out. We'll be on Tuesday, you know what I'm saying, with news, news, and more news. We'll be getting it there real nice. Next Saturday, though, we will go ahead and finish up the historical origins of Christianity. We'll be at 380 BCE, I mean 380 uh, CE Common Era. Uh, we'll have that timeline written up very nice for y'all. Um, in doing that, we'll go ahead and run right ahead on to the origin of uh, Islam, you know, and definitely we'll have a nice time. That'll be 9.30 next Saturday, sort of how Saturday. You know what it is. Praise Matt Turner. Let me see here. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. We go to the after party for a couple minutes, but uh, we get this thing right. Feel like I'm about to feel like I'm about to mess up, yeah. All right, here we go. Well, like I said, um, you know, I definitely like to thank everybody for coming out. All the guests were coming out. We had a nice time tonight. Uh, Brother Solomon got it in. Everybody got it in nice tonight, you know. Um, Brother Rahe Root flying over us. Brother Little Ben, he was in the crowd, you know what I'm saying, doing his thing. Uh, I'd like to thank, again, thank everybody for coming out, showing up. Sister Camille always holding it down for the family. So we're... Uh, Go out like we come in, you know, praise that Turner, glory to Garvey, 
Long in the spirit of Dr. Khaled Abdul Muhammad. Cracker in the trunk. House man. <laughs> Take care, bro. Save your most important documents, videos, and photos in the cloud. With a Microsoft 365 subscription, you get a full terabyte of secure OneDrive storage that you can access across all your devices. As part of your subscription, you get the added benefit of additional OneDrive personal vault storage. Using a second set of identity verification, this gives you an extra layer of protection for your most important and private files. Buy now at Microsoft365.com slash memories.